It ain't even a question how my dough flows. You good if you got those ladies riding your bump like a Tahoe. But you ain't know it's easy. But hear me though, baby girl, best have my money for show before they go. Running their mouth, promoting how I be banging they back out. in the crib, ma. Drop it like it's hot. Drop it like it's hot. Drop it like it's hot. When the pigs try to get at you. Park it like it's hot. Park it like it's hot. Park it like it's hot. And if a get an attitude. Pop it like it's hot. Pop it like it's hot. Pop it like it's hot. I got the rollie on my arm and I'm pouring Chandon and I'm over best cause I got it going on. I'm a nice dude with some nice dreams. See these ice cubes. See these ice creams. Eligible bachelor. Million dollar bow. That's whiter than what's spilling down your throat. A phantom exterior like fish eggs. The interior like suicide wrist red. I can exercise you. This could be your fizz ad. Cheat on your man, man. That's how you get a his ad. Killer with the B. I know killers in the street. With the steel to make you feel like chinchilla in the heat. So don't try to run up on my ear talking all that raspy shit. Trying to ask me shit. When my bigger vest, they ain't gonna pass me shit. You should think about it. Take a second. Matter of fact, you should take 4B and think before you fuck a little skateboard B. When the pimp's in the crib, ma, drop it like it's hot. Drop it like it's hot. Drop it like it's hot. When the pigs try to get at you, park it like it's hot. Park it like it's hot. Park it like it's hot. And if a get an attitude, pop it like it's hot. Pop it like it's hot. Pop it like it's hot. I got the rollie on my arm and I'm pouring Chandon and I'm over best because I got it going on. I'm a gangster, but y'all knew that. The big boss dog, yeah, I had to do that. I keep a blue flag hanging out my backside, but only on the left side. Yeah, that's the side. Ain't no other way to play the game the way I play. I cut so much you thought I was a DJ. Two, three, one, yep, three. Yippee, yo, yippee, yay. 
Wolf, mother wolf, the dog came to play. Calgon, Calgon, take me away. I'm in the dirty, dirty with my nephew Jay. Dizzy, Izzy, boy, we getting busy with Lil Bow Wizzy. This off the hissy, I throw him like a frisbee. And yeah, he came back like a boomerang. Dog pound gang, hundred thousand dollar chains. What you say, JD? Bling bling, money ain't a, money ain't a thing. You ask me again, and I'ma take you the same. I'm flipping on these. While I'm tripping on these trippin' mice Buck one, buck two, buck three, buck four You're standing on the wall, bust her But you can't trust her That's good game Now all my represent your thing Put it up, now click clack it up And all the back it up Cause I wanna smack it up We do it till your doggy styles Big bow wow in your mouth Bow wow Bow wow wow, Happy Friday folks Trying to get my throat together. I was singing way too much between last night and this morning. As I was putting my playlist together. Took a trip down memory lane. Happy Friday though. I'm a freak to the core. Get a dose once you gon' want some more. My tongue touch your girl. T G I F, we made it. I don't share with the world. I had your early in the morning, morning. Proper the low can't stop us. Been a fiend for this is rockin' me. Hits get the position down back. Then it's time to switch. I rock the boat. I work the middle. I speed it up. Straight it up. And I ain't in a hood. It's freestyle Friday on Coffee and Toe. We're doing it in hip hop style today. Going back a little bit. Just a little bit. Can't play little Kim without hearing from B.I.G. One of my favorites will always be one of my favorites. Come on, this is big and small, so you know we gotta do this. Pull it right back up. Uh, 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 come on. Ha, sicker than your average. 
gonna get the news started at around 9.15 Just jamming for a little bit It is Friday, Freestyle Friday So we're gonna get you ready for the weekend Squeeze one more in before 915. This next one haven't heard for a while. It's Jaquan Tipsy. If you're gonna do that over this weekend, make sure you're gonna do it in a safe space. Everybody drunk out on the dance floor. Baby girl ass jiggle like she want more. Like she a groupie and I ain't even no tour. Maybe cause she heard that that rhyme hardcore. Or maybe cause she heard that that vibe out the store. By the mother ninth in the city got a score. If not, I gotta move on to the next floor. Here comes the three to the two to the one. Good morning to all of our listeners around the world. Logged on on the Polity Music Zone. QMZRadio.com and JanoRadio.com. Of course, I have to say good morning to my studio audience, courtesy of Clubhouse. It is Friday, September 23, TGIF. We're in the Friday Mix Freestyle Friday. Thank you so much for joining me for Coffee and Toll World News on the Go. Every Monday through Friday, 9 a.m. to 12 p.m. Eastern. This is where I read the news and we share our views. You can find me on Twitter at Me Media Moments on Instagram. Moments underscore with underscore me underscore media. And you can also catch me on TikTok, the crazy side of me. Moments with Me Media. And the me and everything is MI. Thank you for choosing to start your weekend right here with us in Coffee and Joe. Pleasure to be able to do this with my co-mods, Javette, Sinet, Rosolo, and of course, it's not the same without the studio audience, courtesy of Clubhouse. Thank you, Nostra. Thank you, Alexia. Thank you, Newville, for being here. Coming up right after this, we have the headlines. Keep it locked. Everybody in the club get tips. 
here are the headlines we have for you today in international news. Tears and hugs for Russians called up to fight in Ukraine. In the Ukraine war situation, Russians are fleeing to the border after the military call-up. In news out of North America, Atlanta police certain missing woman Alania Lenore was murdered by her friends. Donald Trump claims documents from the Mar-a-Lago probe were declassified because he said so. Welcome to Looney Tune Camp, the great USA. Donald Trump claims the FBI was searching for Hillary Clinton's emails when they raided his Mar-a-Lago estate. Mental health problems are real, folks. Mar-a-Lago special master orders Trump team to back up any claims of FBI planting evidence. Powerful Hurricane Fiona roaring by Bermuda, then heading on to Canada. We have an In My Opinion segment today. Beauty pageants say they are changing, but don't believe them. In business and tech news, 5.2 million people become well became millionaires last year with half of them being in the u.s wow i wonder if we have any in here please tell us how you did it smash or pass kellogg's and little debbie are transforming nutty buddy bars into an all-new cereal let me get my mind right apparently people are using their instagram close friends stories to meet people for one night stands come on folks be careful in sports news, Robert Sarva says, Unforgiving climate. Oh, wow. Is the reason behind him selling the Phoenix Suns and Phoenix Mercury teams. Meanwhile, Celtics coach Ime Udoka facing season long suspension following improper intimate relationship with female staffer. Let me tell you, ladies, something. You look at Nia Long and you say, Oh my gosh, she's drop dead gorgeous. Why would a man cheat on her? <laughs> It don't matter how pretty or sexy or beautiful or intelligent you are. It happens to the best of us. Well, we think who we think are the best, right? Be confident in yourself. In the Caribbean corner, Tropical Depression 9 forms over Central Caribbean Sea. Out of the Cayman Islands, seven migrants arrive in the East End and out of Jamaica. Odor led to discovery of three Jamaicans killed in New York apartment. In Latin American news, Biden vows U.S. will not walk away from storm-struck Puerto Rico. Flights to Cuba from U.S. set to resume and Nicaragua takes CNN and Español signal off the air. Bam! Just like that. And believe it or not, Canadian school defends trans teacher with very large breast implants. Critics call teachers appearance sexist. Passenger arrested after seen punching a flight attendant. And a man killed in dispute over not saying thank you at Brooklyn Smoke Shop. That's according to eyewitness reports. In entertainment news, well, Vivica A. Fox addresses the rumors that 50 Cent had penis enhancement surgery. She said he didn't have to get no enhancement. He's good. And if I get a ping, so help me God. Nelly says he's the reason for the price increase of Nike Air Force Ones. We ain't get no residuals, he said. 
PNB Rocks murder investigation. This is a carryover from yesterday that we didn't get to talk about. PNB Rocks murder investigation expands to possible past beefs, and Tiffany Haddish says she's lost all of her gigs. Also added to the entertainment stories for today, Tyler Perry shares why he chose to lend his California home to Prince Harry and Meghan Markle during their 2020 move to the U.S. And you know what? I'm glad this article came up because you have to be careful what you believe, right? Because on TikTok, there are stories about how they have sold their California home. And I'm like, how can they sell their California home when it was actually belonging to Tyler Perry? You know what? People just talk a lot of crap. Sweetie Pies closes last St. Louis location after owner's son's murder for hire conviction. Understand this. Our decisions don't affect us alone because now there are a lot of families who are going to be affected by this son's careless greed. We're going to be right back with the details after this one from Jay-Z. Jigga. 99 problems, but you won't be one. If you don't like my lyrics, you can press fast forward. Got beef with radio, if I don't play they show. They don't play my hits, well, I don't give a sh so. Rap Max try and use my black, and so advertisers could give them more cash for ads. I don't know what you take me as, or understand the intelligence that Jay-Z has. I'm from rags, the richest, I ain't dumb. I got 99 problems, but a chain one. Hit me. 99 pounds for the chain one. If you having girl problems, I feel bad for you, son. I got 99 pounds for the chain one. Hit me. Yeah, it's 94 and my trunk is raw. And my rear view mirror is the motherfucking law. Got two choices, y'all. Pull over the car or bounce on the devil, put the pedal to the floor. And I ain't trying to see no highway chase with Jake. Plus, I got a few dollars, I can fight the case. So I pull over to the side of the road. I heard, son, do you know why I'm stopping you for? Cause I'm young and I'm black and my hat's real low do i look like a mind reader sir i don't know am i under arrest or should i get some more well you was doing 55 in the 54 uh -huh. lost the registration and step out of the car you carrying a weapon on you i know a lot of you are i ain't stepping out of no my papers legit well do you mind if i look around the car a little bit well, my glove compartment is locked so it's the trunk in the back and i know my rights so you gonna need a warrant for that <laughs> aren't you sharp attack or something, somebody important or something. I ain't passed the ball, but I know a little bit enough that you want to legally search my We'll see how smart you are when the K9 comes. I got 99 problems, but a ain't one. Hit me. 99 problems, but a ain't one. If you having girl problems, I feel bad for you, son. I got 99 problems, but a ain't one. Hit me. 99 problems, but a ain't one. If you having girl problems, I forgot for you, son. I got 99 problems, but a ain't one. Hit now, me. Once upon a time, not too long ago, a like myself had the strong armor. This is not a win the sense of having a but a be having no got sense. Try and push me. I try to ignore him, talk to the Lord, pray for him. But some fools just love to perform. You know the type, loud as a motorbike, but wouldn't bust a grape in a fruit fight. And only thing that's gonna happen is I'ma get the clapping and he and his boys gonna be yapping to the captain. And there I go trapped in a Kit Kat again. Back through the system with the riffraff again. Beans on the floor, scratching again. Paparazzi's with their cameras, snapping them. Thank you to all the listeners logged on to the Quality Music Zone. QMZRadio.com. 
Everyone logged on to JanoRadio.com and everyone here with me on Clubhouse. I'm Moments With Me. You're listening to Coffee and Toe World News on the Go every Monday through Friday, 9 a.m. to 12 p.m. Eastern, where I read the news and we share our views. Was Jay-Z the first hip-hop artist to collab with a rock band? I'm trying to think back. But I remember when nope. no he wasn't right okay who was the first what this way <laughs> was that run dmc run dmc <laughs> yes that's what i was i'm like no 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 they weren't the first and i remember people were like oh my god oh my god look what jay-z did he is so brilliant oh my god no jay-z was not the first y'all you know get into your history it was Run DMC. Walk this way. Yeah, I remember that one clearly. No, I thought that was brilliant. Uh, what was the group? Um, oh my gosh. Hold on. What was the group? You know, you know. Okay, hold on. Let me see. Aerosmith. Here we go. Here it is. This is the first collab, if you ask me. Y'all forgot about them. a little walk down memory lane aerosmith mick jagger he was the he, yeah mick jagger i think everybody loved mick jagger there was something about him that bad boy rock star yeah mick jagger got a big old mouth too but yeah um run dmc innovators who was there anybody else before them though let me think before i put my foot in my mouth and go bragging that oh my gosh they were the first <laughs> you know i was thinking the same thing because <laughs> <laughs> i'm here hold on hold on let me think let me think of course you know i'm gonna have to do google in a bit right but um yeah i love innovation in music i like the collab um love it i'm still waiting for jay-z and Lil Wayne to do a full album together. The Carters. Yeah. What what what's Weezy's name? What's his right name? Little F Weezy. What's his name? Kind of gremlin looking, but what's his name? Oh my gosh. Why am I not remembering his first name? 
He's talented though. Let me tell you something. He's super talented. Don't make ghosts fool you. Don't watch them tattoos and piercings and, you know, yeah. He is super talented. For some, you know, he can go into a booth. He doesn't, he doesn't have to write anything down and he just spits. And boop, there you go. Got a song. Let's go. He don't waste time. I remember when Nicki Minaj almost got cut from, um, what you call it? Not Cash Money. What's the other name? Young Money. She almost lost her place because her part for, um, what's the song? Bedrock. That one, Bedrock Pillow Jam. <laughs> With um, Lloyd. What's the song? Oh my gosh, I can't believe I'm going black this morning. But you know what song I'm talking about. I'm going to make you red. I'm going to make you bedrock. Oh, God. Javette, come on, man. You're younger than me. Uh, the little wheezy? No, I'm not. I'm actually older than you. Okay, you know what? Y'all going to get it together today. We going to get it together today. We, we Okay, it's I Friday. I'm throwing caution to the wind. This one. I can make your bed rock, I can make your bed rock. She got that good, good. She Michael Jackson bad. I'm attracted to her. For her attractive bird. And now we murderers because we kill time. I knock her lights out. And she still shine. I hate to see her go, but I love to watch her leave. But I keep her running back and forth. Soccer team. Cold as a winter's day. Hot as the summer's eve. Young money thieves. Steal your love and leave. That one. That, that one. That one, Javette. Yeah. So she almost got cut from it because she did not turn in her part in time. And we said, don't play about that. You're going to write your own lyrics, okay? Nobody going to write it for you. This is what you want. <laughs> Understand what it comes with. But anyway, I digress. Let's get back to business. All right. First up in international news, tears and hugs for Russians called up to fight in the Ukraine story courtesy of the Associated Press. Russia escalated its military and political campaign on Thursday to capture Ukrainian territory, rounding up Russian army reservists to fight, preparing votes on annexing occupied areas and launching new deadly attacks. A day after President Vladimir Putin ordered a partial mobilization to bolster his troops in Ukraine, Dramatic scenes of tearful families bidding farewell to men departing from military mobilization centers in Russia appeared on social media. Video on Twitter from the eastern Siberian city of Neri. Let me see if I can pronounce this one right. Neryungri. Think I got it. Showed men emerging from a stadium. Before boarding buses, the men hugged family members waiting outside, many crying and some covering their mouths with their hands in grief. A man held a child up to the window of one bus for a last look. In Moscow, women hugged, cried, and made the sign of the cross on men at another mobilization point. A 25-year-old who only gave his first name, Dmitri, received a hug from his father who told him, be careful as they parted. Dmitri told Russian media company, Ostoro, and I'm not going to try the rest, okay. <laughs> he did not expect to be called up and shipped out so quickly, especially since he is still a student. It's a tough position to be in. I hate war. 
I really hate it. And I wish there were no wars in this world. I wish that everyone could be at peace because we hope for the best while expecting the worst. How do, how do you exercise true faith in its entirety? How do you exercise unwavering faith when your loved one, whether it's your husband, your father, your brother, your son, your nephew, how do you exercise faith, unwavering faith, the size of a mustard seed? I don't think leaders of countries understand what wars do to families, not just those who go out there on the battlefield, battlefield, but even for those who are left at home. Anxiety, worry, confusion. And that being said, we have to extend grace to families whose loved ones are sent out on the battlefield, who are sent out to war. I remember working with one young lady, um, her daughter, she never knows where her daughter is in the U.S. Army. She never knows where her daughter is at any time. Can you imagine months not hearing from your loved ones, not knowing if they're alive or dead? I remember when Marlon kept saying, oh, he wants to join the police force. I'm like, oh, hell no, you're not. No, you're not. Because ain't nobody go. I mean, yeah, death can come to any of us at any time. We know not the hour. But nobody go knock on my door with a flag in their hand or come and tell me, ma'am, uh-uh, get the hell away from my door. Not me. Mm -mm. I, I can't do it. I couldn't do it. Um, much respect to anyone who is able to deal with their partner or their children being a member of the police force or in the armed forces, any uh, branch. I, I don't know how y'all do it. It has to take a mental toll on you. You can't be 100% your normal self. How do you do it? I would love to hear from someone who is... You know what? I, I could speak to someone. I do have people in my family who are in the army. I could speak to my cousin's mom to see how does she deal with it. I don't know how I could. I, I don't know. I don't know. I really don't know. I remember at one point, my dad was saying, you know, you need to go join the army. <laughs> I was like, what army? And I think it was because a friend of ours, um, their daughter joined the army. And I was like, oh, hell no, mm -mm. not this girl. Sorry. Boarding school is enough of army for me. That's enough. I don't need any more than that. Right. But uh, going to an all girls school. <sighs> no, don't need any more of that. Sorry. But I, um, I feel it for the people not knowing if they're going to see each other again. It's not an easy place to be in. And while they are rounding up civilians, Russians are fleeing to the border after the military call up. Queues have formed at border crossings since President Vladimir Putin announced a partial military mobilization on Wednesday, which could see 300,000 people summoned to fight.
The Kremlin says reports of fighting age men fleeing are exaggerated, though. But on the border with on the border, sorry, with Georgia, miles long queues of vehicles have formed, including men trying to escape the war. Can you blame them? Some of those heading into the neighboring country have used bicycles to bypass lines of cars and evade a ban on crossing on foot. One of these men who did not want to be named told the BBC's Nina Akmeteli that he had waited since 9 o'clock local time on Thursday and managed to cross over late that evening. Another man reported a 12-hour wait, the partial mobilization as a reason for leaving Russia to continue his studies. Georgia is one of the few neighboring countries that Russians can enter without needing to apply for a visa. Finland, which shares a 800-mile border with Russia, does require a visa for travel and also reported an increase in traffic overnight, but said it was at a manageable level. Other destinations reachable by air, such as Istanbul, Belgrade, or Dubai, have seen ticket prices skyrocket immediately after the military call-up was announced, with some destinations sold out completely. Turkish media have reported a large spike in one-way ticket sales, while remaining flights to non-visa destinations can cost thousands of euros. Germany's interior minister signaled on Thursday that Russians fleeing the draft would be welcome in her country. You know, I'm tired of companies doing this, price gouging, taking advantage in a disadvantageous situation. Why do why are the airline companies allowed to do this? All because there is a demand. It's not right. People are trying to flee for their lives because or, or nobody wants to go to war. People are trying to get out. And it's as though you're punishing them or making it hard for them to escape. How do you do that with a good conscience? Say, so you know what? A ticket that was $500, you know what? Let's go ahead and jump it up to $1,000. A family trying to escape may say, you know something? Okay, it's a family for my budget is $2,000. All of a sudden, you go to purchase the ticket. Now you're told $4,000. You know what? We're stuck. We're going to have to decide who leaves and who stays. I understand scarcity, but scarcity should not be an opportunity for people to take advantage of people. And it happens in every industry, food. It's not as though the production cost has gone up, but you put it up to take advantage of people. But there is a special place for y'all. Y'all wrong for that. And those are stories from the international scene. We're just going to go ahead and get started with our stories out of North America. Atlanta police certain missing Alanya Lenore was murdered by her friends. An Atlanta family finally has answers regarding what happened to a missing 24-year-old who has not been seen for nearly two months. During a Tuesday press conference, Atlanta police Mayor Peter Malecki revealed that Alanya Lenore had been killed and her body was disposed of. 
Maleki explained to reporters that 24 hours after Lenore was reported missing by her loved ones, detectives were able to determine her last known location. Thanks to video and technology evidence, Maleki knows that the young woman was last seen at 1616 Peach Street, Peachtree Street in Midtown in the early hours of July 31st. Sadly, authorities do not believe Lenore ever made it out of the apartment alive. We did know that she did not at any point leave 1616 Peach Street on her own accord. We do believe that she died inside the apartment. Investigators have identified two suspects, 29-year-old Deontay Reynolds and 29-year-old Stephen Aboite. And I hope I did not butcher his last name. Both men have been charged with felony murder and concealing the death of another. Reynolds is already in custody. However, Stephen remains at large and is believed to be in the metro Atlanta area. Investigators are still working to determine a motive, but did confirm that Lenore was acquaintances with both suspects. Last month. Lenore's mother, Jeanette Jackson, spoke with Channel 2 Action News about her daughter's disappearance and the toll it has taken on her. Every day it is getting harder, obviously, because the reality of time not being on my side or my daughter's side is hurting. With an idea of what took place that faith, fateful morning, Atlanta police are now focused on locating her body and bringing closure to family. Several searches have been conducted to no avail. You know, someone once said a good place to um, check for bodies is Lake Lanier. It's sad, huh, that people automatically say that. But am I right when I remember some time ago it was said that there are a lot of bodies at the bottom of Lake Lanier? And that is why you have so much, um, or proper English, so many incidents of um, deaths that happen there on boats. I've been up there, but I've never gone in the water, drove in, drove out. Um, for some reason, I don't know why, it just felt a little spooky to me that day when I went there. I mean, forgive me, right? Um, yeah, what was the Lake Lanier like before it became Lake Lanier? There was a smaller lake on the Chattahoochee River before Lake Lanier, it was called Dunlap Dam and completed in 1908, three miles outside of Gainesville at the end of Riverside Drive. The backwater of the dam was called Lake Warner, named after General A.J. Warner, a congressman from Marietta, Ohio. But there's a deep history. Hmm. It's 56,000 acres of private land. There is a picture that's showing that there are graves. That, oh, my gosh. You know, no, I can't go into that this morning. Yeah, I'm sorry. I don't want to upset anybody who is planning to go to Lake Lanier. There's an entire city under there, Rosolo is saying. Huh. Now I got to go back and look at the story another time. That's interesting. Good morning, everyone. I'm in the airport, so I'm not sure you're going to hear me. But yeah, there's an entire, um, the lake itself is built over a city. Wow. I, yeah. 
I don't go anymore. Yeah, it's a beautiful place. But I was the once I heard that. Um, yeah, wasn't that where? Um, wasn't that where? What's his Usher's, name? Usher's son Usher's died. Son. Yeah, well, his yeah, stepson. Step yeah, yeah. Several people. Several people have um, been lost, quote unquote, lost in the lake. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah. So sad. Thank you so much for solo. Appreciate it. Safe travels. Thank you. All right. So yeah, that's what someone said. They may want to check the Lake Lanier for her because you know, just like in Florida, you know, they may want to check the Everglades for people too. It, it's sad. Well, onto the circus we go, and we don't need. What's the name of that big circus that travels around? Barnum Bailey and Brothers. Is that it? I've never been to the circus. Isn't that sad? Or is it not? Not sad. <laughs> I've never been to the circus. That's okay. I've never been to the Statue of Liberty. Haven't been. To, well, you know, I've not been to New York. So, yeah. Um, where else have I not been? A lot of places. Mount Rush is Mount Rushmore. The one that has all the faces of the presidents carved in it. Haven't been there either. Uh, yep, me either. I haven't. Go ahead, Sonette. Where, where have you not been yet, Sonette? Because Sonette is a traveler. Uh, a lot of places. I've not been to Lake Lanier. <laughs> I've been to um, I've been to Statue of Liberty, and only after living in in New York for twenty something years, nearly thirty years before I would actually went there, because a friend came to visit and wanted to see it. But living in New York, why would you go? Um, <laughs> Mount Rushmore. I was I was maybe two hours away from the Grand Canyon a couple of weeks ago, and I just didn't go. Mm. So, yeah, lots of stuff I was. Yeah, we, but I was just saying, yeah, I haven't been to the Mount Rushmore either. I don't think I want to. I don't know. If yeah, I'm in South Carolina. No, sorry, South Dakota, and I'm close enough, maybe. But I was so close to the other one. I'm nah, not interested. I don't know. Yeah, there are some things I'm just not interested in. It's and I'm wondering if something is wrong with me, right? Um, so I have some cousins that live in Canada. One of them, I think they drove down to Arizona, and was it Arizona? But wherever they were, they went. They ended up in the Grand Canyon. Where, where's the Grand Canyon? I don't even know. It's Arizona. Arizona. It's Arizona okay. And I think Utah. You, okay. You can see it from either side. Thank you. Beautiful pictures. Not gonna lie, absolutely gorgeous pictures. But. I don't feel inclined like oh my god i want to go no something's wrong with me i guess i don't know there are other things i want to see and do <laughs> by the way sonette is it this weekend you have that party this weekend yep all right can't wait to hear the details in the back so channel <laughs> About it. Yeah. I can't wait to hear the details of the back channel. Can't talk about it on air, folks. Sorry. <laughs> <laughs> yes, honey. Yes. <laughs> so, welcome to the circus. Donald Trump claims documents from the Mar-a-Lago probe were classified because he said so. <laughs> So Donald Trump claimed on Wednesday that he had declassified the documents 
brought to his Mar-a-Lago resort, which is now under investigation by the Justice Department. So, during an interview with Sean Hannity, and I'm really trying to keep my face straight while I'm reading this article. So, during an interview with Sean Hannity on Fox News' Hannity, Trump declined to provide specific evidence of the declassification. Trump said, there doesn't have to be a process, as I understand it. You're the president of the United States. You can declassify just by saying it's declassified, even just by thinking about it. (laughs) I'm sorry. I can't. Where y'all get Donald Trump from? Where did y'all manufacture him? The man say you can declassify as the president of the United States. You can declassify just by saying it's declassified. As a matter of fact, just by even thinking about it. (laughs) Javette, will you get your president? (laughs) I've never heard this. Oh, Jesus. Somebody needs to give him a mental evaluation because I don't think he's okay. Additionally, Trump's legal team has refused to support the claim that the documents in question were declassified. Earlier this week, a federal judge was tasked with determining if any documents were privileged or relevant to national security. Judge Raymond Derry disputed Trump lawyers' claims that they could not present evidence of a declassification because doing so might hinder them in future court proceedings. He said, my view of it is, you can't have your cake and eat it. On Wednesday, Trump's legal team failed to win acceptance from a separate panel of judges to stop the criminal investigation into into the classified document seized. The man said, You can just think it and it's declassified. (laughs) And this is the man y'all have leaving, running this country for four years. He crazy. Crazy doesn't just walk up and down the streets, folks, looking all ragged. (laughs) Crazy wears custom suits. (coughs) I'm choking. I'm sorry. I have to drink some water on this one. I've never seen this. But wait, it gets worse. (laughs) Trump claims the FBI was searching for Hillary Clinton's emails when they raided his Mar-a-Lago resort. really try to hold it together because in the words of Javette this is some freckle knackle I don't know where Rosolo and Javette and Sunette and Tasha get them presidents from but this one y'all went deep in the mouth for this one <sighs> that's James president <laughs> I'm really trying to get it together so I can read the article, but I'm sorry. Okay, let me let me see if I can maintain my composure for at least two minutes. So 
Donald Trump claims the FBI was looking for Hillary Clinton's emails during their raid of his Mar-a-Lago resort. During an interview, of course, the interview he did with Sean Hannity, he claimed that federal agents were searching for his for Clinton's emails while in Palm Beach at his Mar-a-Lago resort. It was reported that government agents raided the resort to find classified documents that he had allegedly removed from the White House during his time as president. There's also a lot of speculation of what they did, the severity of the FBI coming and raiding Mar-a-Lago. Were they looking for Hillary Clinton emails that were deleted, but they are around someplace? They may have thought it wasn't there, said Trump. Clinton's emails were previously investigated days before the 2016 election. While private emails were found, Clinton ended up not being charged. The New York Post reports. Let me tell you something. Ah, the one who said we need to stop Plan B at the border. That's his president. They're all the same. <laughs> They're the one running for attorney general up in Ohio. No, oh, no one tell me, said the Republican them. All right. No, oh, no really tell me, said the Republican them. Have it together. Huh? I've never seen or heard anything like this. How much more ridiculous is it going to get? We are the laughing stock of the world. People are looking and say, what the heck is going on over there in the U.S.? No wonder no one has any respect for us. How can they? We're going to stop Plan B at the border like fentanyl. I didn't know Plan B came out of Mexico. I, I had no clue Plan B was a... You know what? You you forgot about drinking Clorox, right? To get rid of COVID. <laughs> and put the light up in the bottom. <laughs> I remember that press conference. Who remembers that press conference when he's at the podium? And the... the um lady and Fauci on the sideline and he's looking at her as if she's supposed to agree with him and she looks like she's looking like what the heck is this man talking about don't pull me up in your mess now or how about the time when he went to the west coast of florida after the hurricane <laughs> brushed over there and the lady beside him was allegedly his wife I don't know how true it is now because the video, I don't know if they pulled that video down from YouTube. I got to go look it up. When um he turned, <laughs> the woman is standing right beside him, supposed to be Melania, right? Melania wishes she could be here. <laughs> Everybody is like, what the heck? Isn't that Melania beside you? I've been telling y'all something wrong with this man, but nobody want to listen to me. Melania right beside him and he's going to say to the people over on the west coast of Florida, Melania wishes she could be here. She sends her <laughs> well wishes. Let me tell you something. Trump's mother tried to warn y'all and y'all would not listen. And Trump said if he were going to go back to an interview he did, was it back in the 80s? Go back to that interview when he sat down and said if he were going to run for president, 
he would run as a Republican. Why? Not in his exact words, but because they want him an idiot. And him know they will listen to whatever he says. The man say him can declassify things just by thinking about it. They're declassified as because he's president. And then now he says they came looking for <laughs> the deleted emails from Hillary Clinton. I don't know. I can't take it. Yes, you know, Alexia, you are so right. He is a distraction. And sometimes we need this kind of comedy. We need the comedic relief to, you know, because there's a lot of crazy going on in the world. There's a lot to make us nervous and anxious and fearful and doubtful. So we do need this humor. And you know something? Thank you, Alexia, for that reminder. Thank you, Trump, for being our entertainment. Real puppy show, as we say in Jamaica. Real old puppy show. Humor is different than <laughs> stupidity. I never thought himself in a jackass. He's making himself an idiot for us to do nothing but laugh at him. Meanwhile, in more serious news, powerful Hurricane Fiona roaring by Bermuda and then on to Canada. This story, courtesy of the Associated Press, Fiona, a Category 4 hurricane, pounded Bermuda with heavy rains and winds early Friday as it swept by the island on a route forecast to have it approaching northeastern Canada late in the day as a still powerful storm. Listen, we have one heading for us. It's brushing past Jamaica the Cayman Islands up to Cuba and then it's supposed to be hitting the west coast of Florida but they have extended the cone all the way over to the east coast so um <clears throat> us folks in South Florida here you know it's going to be crazy while people <clears throat> excuse me try to get their things together I'm sorry I have to mute up one second because my throat is killing me I've been I'm Trump has me in hysterics. Hold on one second, folks. Thank you for your patience. From the east coast to the first. Wait a moment. You said it's coming from the west? From the, the west to the east, yeah. It's the oh, it's coming up in between of the left side of the island, the peninsula. Right. So oh. it's, oh, okay, okay, okay. yeah, it's making a sharp turn. So it's going to hit the... Well, the south coast of Jamaica to the um, western end, the extreme western end of the island, that it's going to move over, according to the forecast, the map, it's going to move over the, um, you know what, let me put the map up there. Oh, gosh, I was laughing too much. You know what, I need to yeah. see. No, no, it, you're good. I um, I just kind of forgot the shape of Florida for, for a minute. <laughs> Or the way that it's a cyclone, right? So they tend to spin and then they spin around, yeah. usually going left to right. It's just really weird. So I was like, huh? How's that happening? Because, but I'm good now and I I got it. No, Wait. no, no. You're fine. No need to apologize. Come on. Yeah. So, <clears throat> excuse me. So it's going to curve and hit the West Coast. And then, of course, we're expected to feel the effects of it on the East Coast. Um, of course, I have to go make sure I have my things just in case, just in case. The good thing, I must say, I'm very grateful for where we live. Um, 
almost next door is a fire station, right? And it was a huge selling point because whenever, and the hospital is not is less than two miles away, whenever there is a, what you call it, natural disaster, you know, they see to it that um, fire stations and hospitals are restored as quickly as possible. So, yeah. So I'm grateful for that. When we had the last hurricane, which was 2000 and was it 16? 2016. Um, when it went on the West Coast too, and then we felt the effects of it over here on the East. Um, yeah, we didn't lose power at all. We didn't lose internet. We didn't lose anything. We were good. So hopefully um, we'll be all right. But my, I'm hoping everybody in Jamaica the Cayman Islands and Cuba will be all right. If anybody needs to relocate to higher ground, they need to do so ASAP. <clears throat> Excuse me. Oh gosh, Donald, you messed my throat up real bad. I do apologize. I, I have to apologize. Beauty pageants say they are changing. Don't believe them. And this is the In My Opinion, written by Raquel Rosario Sanchez, who is a writer, researcher, and campaigner. And this article was submitted to Al Jazeera. Something is not well in the land of sequins and hairspray. In August, the Miss Universe contest announced that it would expand its pool of eligible contestants to include married women and mothers at its next pageant in 2023 scrapping a 70-year-old rule barring them. An internal memo announcing the policy change stated, we all believe that women should have agency over their lives and that a human's personal decisions should not be a barrier to their success. The move was welcomed as a nod to inclusivity and a move away from sexist expectations. Also in August, a Miss England contestant broke with that pageant's history to become the face, the first to become, oh my gosh, <clears throat> sorry, I'm so sorry. Let me read that again. Also in August, Miss England contestant broke with that pageant's history to become the first to compete barefaced. Bear with me one moment. I don't know what just happened. <clears throat> okay, sorry. Yeah. So by ditching makeup, 20-year-old Melissa Roof or Rauf said she was embracing blemishes and imperfections. This is not the first time that women have tried to def define norms in pageants. Last year in the Miss Universe contest, Miss Bar is it Bahrain? How you pronounce it, Sonette? You know, you you always got me. Is it Bahrain? B A H R A I N. How is that pronounced? That's Bahrain. Bahrain. Right. Okay, I'm Bahrain. right. Bahrain. Bahrain. Okay, thank you. Manar Nadim Dayani refused to wear a bikini during the swimsuit competition, choosing instead to stay fully covered in a black outfit. That's all good. But here's the harsh truth. Policy adjustments and small acts of rebellion from participants cannot obscure the fact that beauty pageants have become increasingly jarring and out of place in our modern age. In order to be eligible for Miss Universe, the highest profile beauty pageant internationally, women applying in each country must be between 18 and 28 years old. Contestants are technically judged on three categories, an evening gown, 
a personality interview, and a swimsuit competition. Yet the most important requirement, which is rarely acknowledged in writing nowadays, is that the woman must be thin and stereotypically beautiful. Their skin color may vary. But amid all the changes and nods to inclusivity, there is still no room for wide noses, disabilities, or stretch marks in beauty pageants. Officially, the Miss Universe organization would have us believe that beauty is not a requirement at all, let alone the basis of this money-generating enterprise, which earns $5 million in annual revenue. It describes itself as a global, inclusive organization that celebrates all cultures, backgrounds, and religion, and provides participants with tools to affect positive change personally, professionally, and philanthropically. In other words, a very noble-sounding mission. Other beauty competitions take their cue from Miss Universe. The tagline for the Miss South Africa pageant, for instance, is similar. Face your power. Embrace your future. Nodding to the advancements women have made in society, beauty pageants are quick to remind us that contestants are professionals with careers and ambitions. However, to watch a revolving dwarf woman be judged based on how well they perform femininity and parade across a stage inevitably feels like stepping back into a distant past in which women were seen but rarely heard. After all, the expectation that contestants must be childless and unmarried had a fairly explicit historical basis, using pretty and virginal young women as bait to attract business is how beauty pageants started. In 1920, the owner of the Monticello Hotel in Atlantic City came up with a marketing plot to extend the business season beyond Labor Day in the United States. He sold the idea to fellow businessmen who saw the monetary potential for all of them. How about a parade made up of 350 beautiful maidens to draw tourists? Incidentally, 1920 was when the 19th Amendment to the U.S. Constitution granted women the right to suffrage after a century of oftentimes acrimonious feminist campaigning. Subsequent years saw this parade transform into the spectacle that it is today. Of course, beauty pageants have been trying to remain current in societies that are more likely than before to see women making up the majority of university graduates, breadwinners, and world leaders. A notably misguided attempt to adapt the contest to modern times took place during the Miss Peru 2018 competition. During the swimsuit segment, contestants paraded around the stage in gold bikinis while a massive screen behind them projected newspaper headlines reporting real-life stories of male violence against women. Man murders woman and her baby. Man strangles woman with a cord. Stalker stabs pregnant woman and runs away. Drunk man beats his wife to death. And 63 women raped every day, read the headlines, while a local artist sang a heart-wrenching song about female empowerment. Clearly troubled by its awkward place in the modern world, the contest tried to present itself as alive to the Latin American Caribbean regional awakening against male violence targeting women, otherwise known as the Ni Una Menos movement. At the end of the day, though these superficial policy changes represent marketing strategies that have an expiration date, 
These must surely be indicators that organizers know the future of beauty pageants is untenable. Viewership for Miss Universe contests worldwide has been steadily declining for decades. Disinterest from the public is the clearest sign that this archaic institution and its hundreds of offshoots where women are presented to be ogled at and discarded one by one have overstayed their welcome. No amount of lipstick or makeup will change that. It is time to abolish them. The views expressed in this article are the author's own and do not necessarily reflect the views of Al Jazeera, QMZ Radio, Jano Radio, or Moments With Me Media. But I will say, I have been saying this for years. As a child, I used to watch the beauty pageants. And as I got older, I realized that there's something wrong with this picture. It is setting an unattainable standard for many women. While telling the woman who will never look like these women who are parading across the stage that you're not good enough. That this is the epitome of beauty. This is what a woman ought to look like. If you're not thin with your hip bones protruding and your collarbone protruding, looking as though you're half starved, you're not beautiful. If your bottom isn't flat and your hips aren't too wide, you're not beautiful. If you have stretch marks, you're not beautiful. If your nose is wide, you're not beautiful. If your lips are too thick, you're not beautiful. If your hair isn't long and flowing, you're not beautiful. And unfortunately, while damaging the self-esteem of young girls and women who have to look at themselves in the mirror every day and then compare themselves to these women who the world is looking at as being beautiful because the pageantry has told us that this is what beauty is, we also have to deal with men now saying, but after Yana Miss World, so where are going so far? What do you, what? Huh? After you're not pretty like Miss World, so where you come with anything you get your tech? Your luck is funny, I gotta love you. After Yana Miss World. So yesterday morning, while putting my stories together, I was watching a live interview on TikTok that was being streamed that way. Um, however, it was also live on CVM TV in Jamaica. We know the song, Your Love is Wicked, right? Brick and Lace. It has made a comeback thanks to a group of late young ladies out of Africa. Not sure which country. But the, the, it has become very viral. Is there, can you say very viral? I, I think I'm double talking there, whatever. It has become viral, right? And so, of course, it has um, propelled them and put them back in the spotlight. So they were being interviewed by two men out of Jamaica on CVM. 
and I felt and you, I felt uncomfortable. They felt uncomfortable. You could tell they were a little annoyed because one of the young men interviewing them just kept harping on their beauty. And then proceeded to do the unthinkable without realizing he was even doing it, comparing their beauty, comparing them, their sisters. And he, he said to one, oh my gosh, you're pretty like, you know, Miss India, you're pretty like Miss India. You're, yeah, man, you're pretty. You look like Miss India. I saw you're pretty. And the other sister said, who are you referring to? And he, he, he highlighted the one he was referencing. She, man. She looked like Miss India. So the sister said, what does that mean? It means that she's pretty. She's very pretty. Because she looked like Miss India. I have been put in that situation before with my own cousins. I know I'm not pretty. There's no denying that. I never walk, get up one day and tell nobody I'm pretty according to the standards. Of... I, I, I. No, no, Nastra, I'm going to no, let me let me speak oh. my let me speak my experience. I have always been compared with my cousins. With every single one of my cousins I've been compared. And I have been told, but you're not pretty like them. <laughs> yeah. Why are we doing that? And I will agree. I do have beautiful cousins. I'm not going to lie. Aesthetically, they're beautiful to look at. No if ands, or buts about it. But why do we do that? What's the reason behind that? Do we understand the message we're sending? And he just kept harping on her beauty. Oh my God, you're so beautiful. As if to say there was nothing else to talk about. As if to say there was nothing else to talk about about so beautiful so beautiful what happened are you that shallow and you know every now and again you get in talking about their talent and their projects and what they've been working on what they've been up to something is wrong with us and i said this years ago that men are the ones that set the standard of beauty. And men are the ones telling us what is beautiful and what's not and who is beautiful and who is not. They have set the, the, the expectation. They write the rules. And in their perverseness are going to tell you that you have to be young to be a contestant. I'm just so grateful that somebody has put it on a global platform because nobody was listening to me. I idiot. I was speak when I was talking, I was speaking from a place according to them that it's becoming a pretty like them. That's why I'm a feel that way. 
I admire beautiful people. And true beauty is within because I'm going to tell you something. I've seen drop dead gorgeous women. Have you seen them when they get older? They have to be Botoxing. Lifting. Trying to get all wrinkles. Dying out here. <laughs> because so much pressure has been put on them to maintain that they too have their struggles and we don't even realize that. We're putting them on a pedestal while emotionally damaging them. They're told to hold the skeptic and walk around with their head held high because you're beautiful. So everybody needs to look like you. So you dare not droop, sag, get a wrinkle, nothing. So they're all chemicaled up to continue to look beautiful. But then when all of that wears out of their system, have you seen them? They're not so beautiful anymore to look at, right? And they're discarded just like the rest of us. Men love young girls. There's no denying that. They like looking at young girls. Jump on TikTok. I see men make comments in women who are over 40 and over 50. Damn, you look good for a 40-year-old. What the? WTF. Damn, you look good for a 50-year-old. Who are you giving these young girls a run for their money? Is that really a compliment? Let's, let's really think about it. Is that really a compliment? How is it different from telling someone you're pretty for a dark-skinned girl? How is that different? We need to change our language. Everybody likes what they like, and that's a given. And you don't knock anybody for liking what they like. But while liking what you like, do not allow someone else to feel inferior, out of place, uncomfortable. You don't do that. That's a big no-no. So I stopped watching beauty pageants a long time ago. There's nobody on the stage that looks like me. <laughs> None. I can't connect with anybody on the stage except through nationality, which is Jamaican. That's it. Period. Full stop. Point blank. Nothing else. Because I chose to look deeper. And then you dress them in these bathing suits and they parade across the street and we're told that's what sexy looks like. And they're graded on their, the shape of their body. And what does it do to some of us? Some of us don't want to go to the beach. Some of us don't want to put on a bathing suit because we don't look like the image that has been planted in our heads as to what we should look like. I would love them to abolish the whole pageantry if you ask me. And then when you look at the pageantries in the U.S. with these little girls, three, four, five-year-olds, and you're dolling them up in makeup and eyelashes and putting veneers over their baby teeth and um, their hair filled up with, uh, what you call it, extensions and weaves and all that. What on earth? 
thereby promoting again that the younger you are, the more desirable you are. You see how messed up this world is? Why can't you have the little children do a pageantry where they're in their um, baubles and ribbons and their hair parted in two? No makeup, wearing children clothing. Why, why, why aren't we doing that? Why are we parading these little girls dressed up as grown-ass women? We are a perverted world. Sick. And you are telling a four, five, six, whatever, your old child that you have to look like this. I'm going to make you up. And this is what you're going to look like because this is what is beautiful. In your natural state, nah, you're not beautiful. We need to stop it. Chief, go right ahead. Chief? That was an accident. Oh, oh, I'm sorry. True beauty lies within. And regardless of how you look on the outside, if you allow the beauty within to shine through, the entire world will view you as beautiful. We need to stop putting pressure on people. Lad, Mrs. Mm-mm. You know, Miss World type, so nobody with it. Let, calm down, calm down. Mm -mm. And to show you that it is backfiring, <laughs> can I backfire, you know, when you think about it? Aren't the presumably beautiful women still cheated on? Don't them man still cheat on them? Don't them man still left them? Don't them man still have extramarital affairs? Am I wrong or am I right? So in all the beauty and the sexiness that is <laughs> told, you know, that's the standard that we're given. The man them get you, but them still not want you. So that goes to show a lot of times too that it's not so much what's on the outside, folks. It's more about what's inside. It's what's in your mind. Drop that gorgeous, but when I take you out to an event, you can't even hold a conversation. You don't know what's going on in the world around you. You can't make me look better. So why do I have you? So what do they do? They go and cheat. You're just a trophy that, you know, they put arm candy. That's all they have you for. We have work to do on ourselves. And there's a lot of things that we have to undo, unlearn, and change. I don't know if anyone wants to say anything on this before we take a quick break. <laughs> That's just it. Tell the boy you are Miss Universe. <laughs> Go ahead. I'm sorry. I was reading a good comment morning. from the chat, Chief. Go right ahead. No, no, good morning. It sounds like um, I need to look at who who this originated with because like it's like pedophilia pageant. Mm -hmm. 
you know, because who, I mean, seriously though, who, who would make a child look like an adult? I mean, like the psychology behind that, we have to really think about that. I'm going to do some serious research on the origins of this and the yeah. background of the person who started it. We need to. Yeah. You're right, Chief, because it is a form of grooming. And I feel we place so much pressure um, on exterior beauty and not enough. Um, we don't spend enough time developing our inner self. We need to make sure we women, um, we nurture each other. And we, especially our little girls, instead of telling the little girl that maybe we're in a short skirt or short shorts, that, you know, oh, you look like a whore or you're this and you're that. Like, we need to encourage each other because we also play in a part in breaking down each other. And so the more we empower, the more we spend share love, the more we rise up and advocate for each other, we will see these changes. Yeah. Agreed. Agreed, agreed. It's a tough conversation to have. It is a tough conversation to have, and I get it. Because there are so many emotions that are going to be riled up. So many. And a lot of us are going to have to deal with the truth. A lot of us are going to have to deal with the truth, how we used our looks to propel ourselves. We look at ourselves, oh, I know I'm beautiful, so I know I'm going to get that job, or I know I'm going to get that man, or I know I'm going to go through that door. A lot of, yeah, many of us are guilty of it. We look at ourselves and say, yes, they can't say no to me because of how I look. Because that's been the standard. That's so been that's the why standard. most of us will strive for that. So we go back to ourselves and really start encouraging to just be who you are authentically. There's beauty in character. There's beauty in exterior. There's beauty in skills and mindset. It's really identify what do we place our value in as a society. And when that change, we'll start to see more people authentically being who they are and accepting themselves. Facts. I agree. And we also have to accept the fact, or be more, I guess we need to be more conscientious and aware of the fact that we live in a society that has attached sex to everything, right? So if you look at other, if you go to other cultures like Africa, Thailand, India, where the adoration of one's body, one's self, one's being was, was a way to, I guess it was like flirting with your own spirit, right? It, it, and you have to really immerse yourself in, the, in that in those cultures to understand what I'm talking about. I'm sure you all know, but we we have these this way of doing things, right? And we have this way of adorning the body. But we live in a society where that was bastardized, and everything is associated with sexuality instead of personal intimacy. And it's a big difference. Like I've been to Africa. I've taken people home to Africa and went to the bush. Like every morning I would go to the walk through the village to get, you know, with a chew stick and just take a morning stroll. And I've taken people and, and women oftentimes don't want to don't want to wear anything up top. So but I've taken people to Africa with me to visit. And when I, I, I take my normal morning stroll and I'm walking through the village and the women, whoever I'm walking with, they can sense the energy a mile away. And they would cover up, right? And I thought, okay, what's up with that? I've never seen that before. That's different. You know, so I said, let me try this theory. Let me test the theory. 
So I went a couple of days without the guy that I brought. <clears throat> and it was back to normal. So two days later, I said, let me bring him back with me to the river. They covered back up again. And I thought, wow, this is crazy. You know, and so I talked to some other people about it. And it was like, they, whatever's on him, they can sense it. So it was like that energy that Western culture brings with it. The way, you know, the way we carry ourselves, the way we look at people, the way we, you know, it's like, it's a difference between lusting for somebody and adoring somebody because the energy feels different. The way we express it is different. You know, where, where a person can feel comfortable in their own skin saying, this is how I choose to adore myself today, adorn myself today, right? How the adoration for me is expressed should be out of should be out of gratitude and respect like you should view it as a privilege like i'm privileged to be able to see beauty in the world mm -hmm. that don't mean it's for me to, it doesn't mean it's for me to pluck right i should be able to enjoy the beauty of it without having to pluck it from the earth so that's the i just wanted to share that you know because i know i know the sickness of the system the society we live in mm -hmm. everything is everything is based on conquest everything is based on on, on lust, on taking something as opposed to admiring and letting it exist it is in its, in its state, in whatever state it chooses to be in. So anyway, I just wanted to share that. Thank you so much, Chief. Appreciate it. Um, just to add something, it made me really think, Chief, of how I'm starting to notice, I don't think men understand what predatory energy looks like. So hence, when you're with this person, you're not going to notice it because it only really comes out when they're ready to sexualize or um, not even, I want to, I want to, I don't want to say attack, but I, I don't, I don't know what the right word is um, of how certain men view women and it only comes out when they're around us. And I really want to understand it better so we can start educating men of like, what does that behavior look and feel like so you can be aware is that even in your space because i'm tired of hearing like oh well you know he's a good guy or he's this is just like he's good to you in your presence because you know you cannot behave that way in your presence mm. yeah i agree a lot of it is 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 human nature but it's the lack of discipline in human nature Right, like it's the, it exists in, in all animal life. If you look at the animal kingdom and look at how other animals, because we are animals, how other animals interact with each other, right, and how how they uh, um, how they deal with domination or or uh, or hierarchy, even inside the animal kingdom, and how these things are expressed. But it's, it's expressed in a way that creates balance or harmony. It's not, you know, what I'm saying it's not like it's not this Western thing. We don't observe nature anymore. So we don't have the lessons that we need. And the only way, and I'm just speaking as a man, the only way we, we get that is when we <laughs> tap back into nature. Like this is not our natural self. We've been, we, like, you, like we talked about earlier about grooming children in these pageants. Grooming happens on every level, right? And we get, we, we've been groomed to think that this is how we're supposed to interact as males and females, because we haven't, we haven't, I remember when my, my, my ancestors and my elders used to take us out to the country and they, and say, and they say, pay attention to that. Look at that. Look at the interaction between, you know, the elements or look at the interaction between the animals. Like we were learning from our reflections through nature. 
we had class all the time about how we interact in this animal world that we live in and how we had to respect everything in nature. Well, we've become so unnatural. I mean, we're in a point now where we can't tell the difference between men and women, right? So this idea of normalcy, we're so far from it that we literally have to shut the system back down and reboot and kill all the viruses in it. Like we got a ton of viruses inside of our psychology, inside of our spiritual being that we don't know the difference between what smells good and what stink, right? It's, it's just, it's on a whole another plane. It's not even just about how men express themselves with women. It's about how men express themselves with themselves, right? Cause you're only going to treat people outside of you as good as you treat people, treat yourself inside of you, right? Cause that's your, a reflection of your outside world. So the moment you see somebody who has predatory behavior, it's not about the person that they have that predatory behavior with. It's about their own energy. It's about what's happening inside of them. Like who made them a predator and who, who victimized them to the point that they had to perceive the world in such a way that they couldn't honor and respect the adoration of somebody without feeling like I need to treat you like a predator. Right, because now we live in a society like my, when I talk to my children, that relationship has flipped. Like when I talk to my sons, they're like, dad, it's not like when you were growing up. It's different now, <laughs> you know what I'm saying? And it's like, it's shocking. I mean, like when I'm hearing women call each other bro. And my kids are telling me like, dad, it's not, it's, it's, it's a strange world we live in. You know, so we're having to constantly make readjustments, adjustments and rethink and reevaluate all the time in real time. And, and so, you know, I agree completely with what you're saying. It's just, we got a lot of internal work to do. Yes, we do. That's just the reality of it. Thank you so much, Nastra. Thank you, Chief. We're going to take a quick break and, um, Here's a little from B2K, bump, bump, bump. When we return, we do have more news stories for you, business and tech. My sexy mamas, come on, come on, come on. As we proceed to give you what you need, you know I like it when your body go bump, bump, bump. Bad boy, B2K, yo, oh, talk to him, player. Yeah. I like your little sexy style, love it when you're getting wild. Girl in the club with me. Come over here, let me talk to you for a minute. Girl, you need to be in magazines With a crown on your head Cause you's a ghetto queen Like bling, bling, bling Come on, you fine, girl The way you're shaking that sexy Body shaped like an hourglass Can you spend some time? Yeah, let's do it, y'all I wanna get you to myself Me and nobody else Can do the things we do Something that I need from Come on, you. baby, turn around and let me see that sexy body go bum, bum, bum. That is all yeah. I wanna see. Uh-huh. Baby, baby, show me. Come on, show baby, me. turn around and let me see yeah. that sexy body go bum, bum, bum. The way you're throwing that yeah. thing in me, Come on. I can take it, baby. Come on. Come on. Me. Gonna have to stop pleasing me while we're on this floor. Round and round, uh, I love the way you put it down. You're making me scream for more. Give me more. Give me more. Let's go. 
Don't stop. Come on. Put your two way next to mine. Uh. Baby, you me anytime. You and me behind closed doors. Oh, My main squeeze, take trips, cop shine things. Girl, just come with me. Oh, my mama, go ahead, do the damn thing. Come on, baby, turn around. Check this out. Call me Diddy. Yeah. Dance for nothing, mommy. Plans to take up mommy. Get on the floor, make it bump more. Shake it, mommy. Let's ride. I'm your Clyde. You can be my body. See you the type for me, mommy. So right for me, man. She can move it. Love when she dance to the music. Make me wanna stand like a pool stick. Hands is the smoothest. Just a simple touch, make me lose it. Girl, that's enough. Stop moving. I bump that. I pump that. Girl, bring it to me. Bump that. I want that. Girl, sing it with me like. So let's do it again, mommy. You and a friend, mommy. Money ain't anything. Look, what I gotta spend, mommy. Put up your hands for me. That's how you dance for me. Shake it like you can, honey. Take it from your man, mommy. Yeah. About your fault, some mishaps. We from the Bronx, New York. Happens, kids clapping, love to spark the place. Half the kids in the squad got a scar on their face. It's a cold world and this is ice. Half a meal for the charm. This is life. Got the phantom in front of the building, Trinity. Yeah, ten years been legit, they still figure me bad. As a young, was too much to cope with. Why you think mom nicknamed me Cook Cook? Should've been called on robbery, stall shit. Or maybe grand larceny. I did it all. I put the pieces to the puzzle. Tips long. I knew me and my people could come from it. And I'm still in the murder business. I can hold you down. Like I'm giving lessons in physics. Right, right. You should want a band bottle like this. Huh? Drop it low and pick it up just like this. Yeah. Cup of ace, cup of goose, cup of Chris. I heal something worth a half a ticket on my wrist. On my wrist. Taking all the liquor straight. Never chase that. Never stop like we bring an 88 back. What? Bring the hooks in where the bass at. Champagne spilling, you should taste that. I'm so fancy. You already know I'm in the fast lane. From LA to Tokyo. I'm so fancy. Can't you taste this girl? Remember my name. Hope to blow. I said, baby, I do this. I thought that you knew this. Can't stand no haters and honest. The truth is, in my flow, the fetish be did the Swagger on super, I can't shop in no department and get my money on time. If they got money, decline. That's why I'm in that day so much to get that line of rewind. To get my money on time. If they got money, decline. I just can't worry about no haters, gotta stay on my grind. Now tell me who that, who that, they do that, do that. Put that paper over all, I thought you knew that, knew that. I'll be the I, G, G, Y, put my name in bold. I've been working, I'm up in here with some change to throw. Thank you to all our listeners logged on to the Quality Music Zone, QMZRadio.com. Of course, if you want quality music while you work or play, you gotta head on over to QMZRadio.com. Quality music to get you through your day. 
Also, thank you to our listeners logged on and listening on JanoRadio.com. Download the Jano Radio app, J-A-H-K-N-O, available in your Apple and Google Play stores. Jano Radio, take us on the go. And thank you to all my friends here with me on Clubhouse, where the conversation happens. Couldn't do it without you. I'm Moments with me. You're listening to Coffee and Joe World News on the go every Monday through Friday, starting at 9 a.m. to 12 p.m. Eastern, where I read the news and we share our views. Remember, you can follow me on Twitter at Me Media Moments on Instagram, Moments underscore with underscore me underscore media, and on TikTok, Moments with Me Media. Coming up right after this, it is business and tech news. It is Freestyle Friday. We're in the Friday mix throughout the show. And it is time for business and tech news. Our first story, courtesy of Baller Alert. So, yeah, I'm glad Baller Alert is reporting this one. I need to know which one of y'all in here, yes, I said y'all, which one of y'all in here is a millionaire? Because 5.2 million people became millionaires last year, and half of them are in the U.S. So, I need to do a roll call. Tasha, if it's you, put it in the chat. Marlon, if it's Marlon, I said, you and you're not, you, 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 you being, you know, mean with me? I don't know. Andrea, was it you? Chief Nostra. Why am I seeing two Nostras? Is this clubhouse on its crazy today? Nostra, I'm seeing you twice. Javette said what she's one. <laughs> what a blessing indeed. I'm J- claiming it. Yes. I'm claiming it. Yes. I believe so too. I just not see it yet. It did it. God it did it. Yeah, God said be patient. Yes, it did it. Yes, yes, it did it. It did it. It did it, man. It did it. We are all millionaires in our own right. Probably if you start tabulating what you have, and you might realize that you are. But if any owner in here is a millionaire, on a need to teach us how we can become millionaires. We all aspire to greater financial wealth so that we can leave a legacy for our generations to come. Not just children, as a matter of fact. Now leave no legacy for Pitney, leave it for Grand Pitney. You got it? That's how you got to think. Whatever legacy you're leaving behind, leave it for your grandkids. Yes, your children will benefit from it, but ultimately it ends up with your grandchildren. And, and you know, put a structure around that. That's my recommendation. That's what rich people say of fitness. So I'm just saying what telling you what the Jews say, right? That's how they keep it going. Them no business about pitney, them look about grand pitney. Because children will go not to say grandchildren won't squander, but children when them get it, them are gonna dash it with. So yeah, but um please I beg, I beg, I beg, I beg. If any of you in here are amongst the 5.2 million people that became millionaires last year, please share with us your strategy. 
okay because we would like to have some relief as well so several gains in the stock market and house prices contributed to a rapid rise in the number of wealthy people worldwide last year so according to credit suisse most recent um their annual wealth report as many as 5.2 million people became millionaires last year with nearly half living in the united states this is the largest increase in millionaire numbers recorded for any country in any year this century the report read at the end of 2021 there was a total of 62.5 millionaires worldwide on Tuesday, the report revealed that the overall global wealth increased by 9.8% to $463.6 trillion by the end of last year. Household wealth increased the most in the U.S. and China, followed by Canada, India, and Australia. Since 2021, there has been significant growth in each country's economic output, coupled with robust housing and stock market activity. The pandemic has already significantly impacted global inequality and further exasperated the situation. According to the World Bank, 2020 marked a historic setback in the fight against global poverty as the number of the world's impoverished increased for the first time in more than 20 years. Although global poverty has recently declined, the institution anticipates tens of millions more people may still be living in extreme poverty this year due to the lingering effects of the pandemic, the war in Ukraine, and rising inflation. Well, 5.2 million people were not affected. Happy for them. Really happy for them. But I do have a question because they're saying that several gains in the stock market and house prices contributed to the rapid rise in the number of wealthy people worldwide. Now, are they saying that these homes are owned outright and there is no mortgage on the property? Because if you have a mortgage on the property, it ain't yours, number one. And I know it sounds bitter when I say it and people have lashed on me. What do you mean it's not mine? I said, do you own it? Do you have the title in your hand? Do you pay a mortgage every month? You're paying rent until you own it outright. I say that unapologetically because we have to understand. Same thing with a vehicle. If you're paying, making payments on a vehicle, you don't own that vehicle until you've paid it off and the title is in your hand. And if anybody wants to tell me I'm wrong, please go right ahead. I don't think the housing market works like that. The housing market is just based on equity. So if you pay 200 for the house and now the house worth 500,000 you have 300,000 equity so they count that 300,000 but should they count the, that 300,000 if you have a mortgage on the property because yes. you, okay. because if you sell the house mm -hmm. you're going to come out with $300,000 not but really it, yes i mean Hold give on. or take the expenses okay Right, but remember, at the same time, you're still paying mortgage on that two hundred thousand, and you're bringing it down. And if the house worth five hundred, and then next week it worth five fifty, your wealth is increasing. All right, so let me throw this one at you. Help me understand this one now, Dre. You purchase a house for two hundred and fifty thousand dollars. You have thirty years to pay it off. When you do the math, in thirty years you'd have paid seven hundred and fifty thousand dollars for that two hundred and fifty thousand dollar house. How is it that you can count the equity as yours as a gain 
when the truth is you are upside down because you have paid more for the property than you have even gained. Well, I mean, back to the the, 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 the example that I was giving, if you decide to cash out, mm-hmm. you're coming out with the cash because when you go to the mortgage company and you say, okay, I'm selling the house, the mortgage is gonna. The mortgage company is gonna say, "Okay, well, you pay off. You already pay fifty. You, you buy it for two hundred. Mm-hmm. You already pay fifty thousand dollars in mortgage. Mm-hmm. The payoff is a hundred and fifty thousand mm-hmm. dollars. When the when the other person come to buy the house, that that debt get paid off right away. Okay. You're coming out with three fifty. So I mean, they're counting the equity. That's all. They're not okay. looking at it at the if you keep the house for thirty years." They're looking at it like you have three hundred thousand in equity. If you sell this right now, mm-hmm. it's going to be paid off, and you're going to walk out with your money, give or take the other expenses. All right. So now I get that. I get that. Now my next question: What if I own the home thirty years down the road? I've paid it off. I'm now. I bought the house for two fifty. Paying mortgage, which includes interest and all, you know, all the expenses. I have shelled out $750,000 over the 30 years. However, the property, when I'm ready to sell it, is only valued at $600,000. Am I really gaining $100,000? Am I truly gaining $100,000? Because technically, I've paid $750,000 over 30 years, but I'm only able to sell for $600,000. Have I truly gained anything? So let me answer since I recently just did this. Yes, yes. <laughs> so, so moments you and I are the math people. So when you look at it that way, no, you're not really gaining anything. But at the time that I'm selling it, maybe I'll be gaining something. But the benefit is I didn't have to pay out all of that, you know, at once. At once. But when you look at the math, because we're looking at the real numbers, yes, no, you're not exactly. Because no. even you. when I, even when I, like I just recently did a little cash refinance, not on the full equity, on some, mm-hmm. I'm still, I'm paying it back, right, mm-hmm. to the bank. So my mortgage has increased, but technically I'm paying back to myself. Mm-hmm. Because it's still my home, and if I sell it, I can still get money for it. But when you're looking at just numbers, the numbers, no. Yeah. But in other ways, you're benefiting from it. You're benefiting. So in other words, then, we are made to think we're gaining, but we're really not. Unless you you have to be smart about with how you acquire and when you offload. All right, so moments. Remember, you know, they tell you that you have to know how to play the game. That's what I was saying. You have to know when to acquire <laughs> and when to offload. So let's so, say, for example, let, let me give you a, let me give you a scenario, Dre, and you let me know if I'm on the right path, right? I purchase a property for $150,000. Let me calculate that. Let me pull up my number because, yes, my own numbers. I saw my live. Money makes sense. Make it make sense to me in dollars and cents, right? But um, okay. So let me grab my calculator here. If it will open up, or is it going to tell me no? It doesn't want me calculating. Um, so I purchased a property for one hundred and fifty thousand dollars, right? It's a fixer upper. 
I take out a mortgage on that. I give myself a timeline of about a year maximum. Why the app won't open? Okay, I don't know what's going on. But anyway, I give myself a year to offload the property, fix it up and get rid of it. Right? Let me draw from my other calculator. Hold on there a second. Sometimes you have to go old school, right? So $150,000 is the mortgage on is the yeah, mortgage on the property. I dump another 50,000 into it that takes me up to what? $200,000, right? Over 12 months, let us say I've been paying $1,000 a month for mortgage taxes insurance, right? Let, let's say that. So that's what another how much is that? $12,000. So I'm in the red $212,000 so far. Am I right? Am I right, Dream? My math's right. Pay one fifty, dump fifty thousand into it to fix it up, and I've been paying mortgage for twelve months at a thousand dollars a month. Twelve thousand. So I'm at two hundred and twelve thousand dollars. Okay. The only way I can truly gain off of this is if I am able to offload it for say, even let's just say for two hundred and fifty thousand dollars. I would have had a gain of how much? 38,000. That's the only way I see it. You have to be quick about it. Get in, get out. And they're not telling people these things. They're making you think that over 30 years, you finish peer hundreds and hundreds and hundreds of thousands of dollars. You are now good. When the truth is you're not. I don't know. Make it make sense. Go ahead. Go ahead, Andre. Right. So... As, uh, again, you just have to know how to play the game. So you offload it quick and you make your $38,000. That's what these investors do when they buy the fixer-upper. They don't try to keep the house forever. No attachment. Right. right. So they make their quick thirty eight, their quick 50000 whatever it is. If the market got bad on them and they have money, they hold it because they know eventually it will come back around. So, I mean, they always say, don't hit the player, hit the game. Right. You just have to know how to play the game. You know, they avoid taxes again by buying another house. Right. Because if they cash out the money, they have to pay taxes on it. They don't want to pay tax. They buy a house for the same price or more. Or more, right. right. And the value keep going up, going up. So it, you just have to know how to play the game. Is I mean... It's out there. They don't need to tell anybody anything. People go and seek the information. Um, yeah, people walk, go around and do these speeches or whatever. You know, they will tell you the information. It's all over the internet. You know, um, you just have to know how to play the game and be smart about it and don't listen to everybody. Okay, I was about to but say people that. People will sell you. Some but it's not a game. It's not a game because. The difference is from the house and an apartment, either way, you're paying money out monthly. Either way, whether you're paying money to yourself by acquiring a home as an asset versus you living in an apartment and you paying somebody else money, you still have to pay to live. So I don't see it as a game. But like you say, if you're in it to make money, right? then you're going to do like what Jerry is saying mm -hmm. is people going around and they purchasing it. They put a little bit of money in and they selling it, but they're not living in this thing that they're, that, that is their way of making money. Right. That is their way of investing. Me, 
I see it as I'm still investing in myself because I am not paying it to someone in their own building or anything like that. If anything was to happen to me and I needed money today, I can offload my home and get money. Right. So to me, it's, it's the same. Okay. All right. Morning, James. Go right ahead. Morning. Morning. Yeah, I think I think one of the the important thing that you, you left out was the the valuation because the property is always depending <laughs> on where you go, yep. where where you buy the property, it it goes up at a significant more significant rate depending on where you you bought it. So, for example, like we we bought our property um, this year is going to be like ten years, and we are in the final process of um, switching our, our mortgage from a mortgage company to a bank. And the valuation on the property in the 10 years went up um, over $500,000. So if we were to cash out now to say like, okay, we're going to um, sell, we get close to $600,000 cash. So I think when they're, when they're talking about... Um, in terms of people like being millionaires because of the, the valuation of the home and stuff like that, like what what you have left to pay down on it as opposed to what its value. Like if you and, and what what a lot of people do, which is something that we're planning to do also, is you know we live in a big city. We live in Toronto. Toronto is like expensive. So what we are paying for mortgage now, um, we we could rent our house and get double. We could charge someone double for rent, double what we're paying for mortgage. So the, the, the value is always going up. And what happened now, a lot of people are moving from the major city to small towns um, across the country. And if we sell our property now, we could move to a small town and we could have at least, say, $300,000 cash in hand after selling our property, moving to a small town, buy something bigger than we're in now. But because of, you know, living in the city and the, val the valuation, we could find ourselves with cash in hand, you know, like that. So I think that that's how, that's, that's how they're calculating it. Because like, like in Florida, I know, I know people, when the meltdown, um, the George Bush disaster, you know, I, I have, uh, um, a family friend here that bought two properties in Florida for eighty thousand dollars. Eighty thousand dollars in um that was before Obama took office. And she is sitting pretty right now because as you know, oh Florida is expensive now. So yeah, I think it's you you have to check the, the, the valuation too and and the rate and how it's going up. Some places are twenty five twenty five percent per year increase on valuation of property. So yeah, I think that 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 part is very important too. Great points. Thank you, Javet. Thank you, James, and thank you, Dre. Little economy today, business one on one. Right. The goal is to get yourself educated, surround yourself, or find people you can talk to who are in the business of making money. Right. Where money, um, what is it? They attract money. <laughs> Those are the people, you know. And understand, too, that there are risks involved with making money. Understand it. What they say, scared money don't make money. <laughs> and that is true. 
all right so good for the 5.2 million as i said if there are any of you in the room that um became a millionaire last year one of the 5.2 million worldwide one of the 2.5 in the u.s 2.6 in the u.s please share with us the strategies so that we all can move forward as millionaires i would like to know what it feels like to be a millionaire i really would so moments, just an idea, right? Yes. If next time somebody were to give you a check for a million dollars, do most of us know what we would do with it? Yes. To sustain the wealth? Yes. And then do, if we break down the numbers, do we know what it actually takes numbers-wise to actually acquire that number? Hmm. <laughs> and, cause, and realizing that the amount it takes to be a millionaire, if you break down the numbers, your stocks and investing in assets plus if you're working a nine to five um you can utilize your salary to invest to get that number mm -hmm. somebody mm -hmm. wrote that math down to me i'm said why look at me chasing a million dollars and not realizing what are my daily habits to even achieve that yeah man amen it's small things small adjustments because becoming a millionaire is one thing it's maintaining it it's another because exactly remember it's our habits right it's our habits why we haven't achieved it because we feel like it's impossible but if you make it break it down bite size you realize yo this goal is actually feasible yeah are you ready for the good and bad that comes with it yeah i told someone once that like boy i wish i didn't have the money to buy a house i say you had the money to buy a house what do you mean? But may I have it? I said, look in your closet. Look in your closet. You had the money to buy a house, but your priorities were not in investing. Your priorities were in, you invested rather in presenting an image to make people think you had it. The money that you took to buy the Chanel bag the Louis Vuitton um, bag, the the um, the Yves Saint Laurent bag, the Louboutins that you wear, the Benz that you have. If you put all of that money together, you would have had a house already. But we don't think like that. We are more concerned with what we look like than what we have. And I'm going to say this to our community, the black community specifically, because that's the part of the community where we am a part of and we're all a part of. And we are the community that has been suppressed, but we can rise up out of it if we so choose. Is it going to be easy? No, it's going to take sacrifice and grit and hard work. But if you are paying rent but your closet is filled with designer bags make that make sense to me how is that making sense when you die what are you leaving for your children the designer bags that devalue or would you rather leave property that gains Do you know how many people have designer bags and their children have to turn around and borrow money left, right, and center for bury them when they're dead? Is that practical? 
Is that reasonable? Does that make sense? No, make no sense. We have to have our priorities in order. Nothing, and I'm saying this again, nothing is wrong with owning the designer. But what's the point of being in designer, dripping in designer from head to toe, and you don't have a past, a pit to a pot to piss in? Don't make sense. But then you're gonna speak to somebody and ask them what they have to bring to the table when you don't even have a table. Well, you don't have a house plus a table to put the stuff on. And that goes for both parties, male and female. We have to reassess our priorities. Moments, I think if you want to be a millionaire by next year, just borrow the, the Donald Trump playbook and, and your, pro <laughs> your, your property. Just, just how much I'm saying? One of the property, if, if they evaluate it by what? At, Something like a hundred times more. We're not riding the Looney Tune, boss. <laughs> We're not riding that, boss. So all you have to do is just, just, you know, value property four times more. I we, see it millionaire right away. We're not in the Looney Tune thing or the circus thing. No, we're not in that. Smash or pass. Kellogg's and Little Debbie are transforming Nutty Buddy. Can they change the name of these things, please? Nutty Buddy bars into an all-new cereal. I couldn't, I can't stand the name. I'm sorry. <laughs> I can't stand the name. You remember back in Jamaica, you hear the ice cream man going through the neighborhood on the bag and bawling out Nutty Buddy? I never could stand it. But have you ever bitten into a Little Debbie Nutty Buddy bar <laughs> and immediately thought this could use some milk? <laughs> oh God, the story not getting any better. Or is it my mind that's dirty? Well, you're in luck. Kellogg's and Little Debbie have teamed up to turn the chocolate and peanut butter snack into an all-new cereal to make breakfast time a little more exciting. Okay, I, I confess my mind is in the gutter because <laughs> somebody pray for me. <laughs> I am way down. I'm, I'm so far gone. <sighs> okay. I'm so far gone. Let, let, let me get it back together. Coated with fudge with the rich taste of peanut butter, you'll feel as though you just bit into an actual Nutty Buddy that was a quintessential component of most childhoods. While the Nutty Buddy flavored cereal is a new addition to the Kellogg's family, there are, they are no stranger to transforming Little Debbie snacks into meals made specifically for a bowl and spoon. So who is going to buy the cereal? It's a... The bar and the little Debbie. Who's gonna buy that from Kellogg's? Anybody gonna try it? <laughs> Why am I looking in the chat? Tasha, don't do that. Don't, don't. No, Javette. <laughs> I meant Javette with the PT. <laughs> I don't like these people. I don't like y'all. Y'all are not good for me. I said this yesterday and you're proving this more and more. I'm trying to. I confess my mind needs some cleaning up. My mother used to tell me my mouth needs jizz. Well, my mind needs some jizz, you know. But all right, let me move on. <laughs> so, apparently people are using their Instagram close friends' stories to meet people for one-night stands. Instagram users are reportedly using their close friends' stories to hook up with people. 
From charging people to be a part of their close friends to now using the green circle to green light a one night stand, I think we've seen it all. I didn't know you charge people to be in your close friend circle. If <laughs> Javette, who taught me to glance down at the chat? Oh my gosh. Um, I couldn't imagine using close friends to organize a booty call. TikTok user Jack told her more than 50,000 followers. But then that night I went to a concert and my friend was like, we have to take a selfie for close friends. Finding it strange that she couldn't be posted on her friend's main story, she later learned that the friend was using it to nab a bedmate for the night. As soon as the friend posted the photo to their close friends, they were swarmed with booty call potentials. While obviously not everyone is using their close friends list as a way to get the goods from someone in 2022, the idea isn't too far-fetched. My close friends is just all about obscure memes and me embarrassing myself at a commentator. No, this is creepy. So you charge somebody to be a close friend of yours on a social media app? Damn. Okay, perspective. Yeah, let me understand um, for, it. Thank you. For biz, not for personal reason, but for business reasons, um, it's kind of like an intro into subscriptions. So you have your main story for everyone who's just here, and then for let's say if you're doing group coaching or if you you know you want to only plan an exclusive event, and you just say this is an invite only experience, and so you don't really have to use another platform um, and do those fees. And then the other reason why you're supposed to be using close friends, because a lot of us, some people are influencers and sometimes you just want to post what you want and you don't want to have to be politically correct. So you have a private section for those people. But, you know, people were careless and just, <laughs> um, you know, want to live a particular lifestyle. They're going to use it for that detriment. OK. All right. Thank you, Nastro. Thank you so much, because I, I still have a lot to learn as far as these various mediums are concerned. I'm just trying to gain an understanding of TikTok because had it but wasn't paying much attention to it. So I'm making a commitment to make present myself more, right? Um, naturalist, I see you did your shorts. Yay, good for you, Naturalist. See, you, you embarked. I did a short yesterday too. I did it. I put it up and I'm like, okay, let, let's see if I can get more familiar. So um, you know what? I'm done with the chat. Okay, I'm turning this phone over. I don't want to see the chat anymore. It is a distraction. Um, there are some folks on Clubhouse who are determined to distract me today. But yeah, um, so I'm learning. But all these different platforms and all these little things, ins and outs and nuances and oh my gosh, it's a lot, Nastra. It is a lot. But I see what you're saying. It is overwhelming and that's kind of why you want to niche what platform you want to use so you could um, take advantage of most of the benefits. So if you realize you're picture oriented, well, now that Instagram has changed to more videos and reels to compete with TikTok, you know, use Instagram for that um, close friend. So you, you can still be personable on it. Um, TikTok, I believe, is self-care because you're not you're not closing to the box to do whatever um you to limit yourself you're able to just do whatever you want and have fun or if you want to be more professional there's linkedin um but 
there is an aspect which is paid subscriptions like on Patreon and those type of platforms. So if you don't really want to invest early on those platforms, you can start with um, close friends and test it out. See whether your audience values that even that type of offer anyway. Um, so it's, it's great to test new things to so just say, hey, you know, my close people, you know, I have this new product launch. Do you like it? Instead of having to blast on your whole story and then someone takes it and runs with it, um, you're able to just, I guess, monitor what you're putting out how you're putting out is there value um, and go from there okay thank you so much Nostra appreciate you for that so after dark. huh oh. after dark good for the close friends ah you see the killing yes yes my friend come to with it yeah <laughs> don't, don't knock it <laughs> don't knock it yes okay so I'm getting a better, better understanding now if any of you are on here, naturalists, if any of you are on here and don't follow me on TikTok, I'm going to like, I'm going to talk to you until you follow me. Naturalist. So if any of you are on here and have a TikTok account, please go and follow me on TikTok. Because here's the thing with TikTok. To go live on TikTok, because I'm like, okay, I know I can stream live on TikTok and not get cut off while playing the music versus IG. IG them kick you out the minute the music start play if right and talk about copyright and blase blase so you can play the music on tiktok but you have to have a thousand followers on tiktok so i'm new to the thing i'm at um let me tell you when it's done so i'm rubbing no, it yes naturalist yes naturalist naturalist what you say i can't hear you see the, 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 the gremlins are getting you I'm saying I'm not following you on TikTok. No, naturalist. No, give me like a orange red flag for that. Toes a red flag for that. Yeah, yes, because I could have to where I was. <laughs> Hold on, let me check. Let me not be here. What I'm driving right now is still, but. No, you know better check while you are driving. Me will check for you. All right. <laughs> Before me cuss you. <laughs> Before me cuss you. Yeah, so you have to have a thousand followers on TikTok to be able to do a live. So I have a little way to go. Lazy me just started really doing stuff this week, actually taking it seriously where I'm posting up. I'm really trying to do my posts every day. I'm trying. So I started and I'm going to try my best to be consistent. Oh, naturalist. I'm sorry. I'm going to eat my words. <laughs> yeah, follow me. <laughs> yeah, well, may I, may I give you five things red flag for that? You see, I had to do a search, but yeah. <laughs> I apologize. But yeah, you have to have a thousand followers for that for you to be able to stream live on TikTok, which is what I would love to do because there's more freedom there. Um, Instagram, I mean, another kick out thing. Them, them, and if you if you Go up too many times and I keep kicking it too many times. And true me is not sobriety. But I have no blue check mark. Then we block you or kick you out of the platform. Period. I've been in it with them. So TikTok, you have more leverage. You have more freedom on there. Right? So, yeah. So no go follow me. I don't talk. <laughs> oh my gosh. I need to so follow too. So no follow me. Yes, I'm follow naturalist too. Nastra, are you on TikTok? Yes, follow on. Hold on, I need to find Nastra. Hold on there, hold on there, hold on there. 
Listen, and I'm mourning everybody. You you might know me as you know the peas breathing on TikTok. I I live in shenanigans. That's where we get to be ourselves. Absolutely. So you will catch me dancing, singing, cooking, and living my best life. Yes, I just followed you, Nastro. When you see me in this the, the um TikTok world, you don't know me, okay? <laughs> Whatever you thought I was, and you see me there, that's not who. I when you get into TikTok, I'm a whole different person. So, because it's so much fun, like that's where I said that's my self care. Like yeah. my friends be like, "Yo, all your peer posts are beer foolishness." I'm like, yeah. "Foolishness in my joy." Yeah, that's where you can just let your hair down. All right. So on to sports news. Robert Sarva says, "Quote unquote, unforgiving climate is the reason behind him selling the Phoenix Suns and Phoenix Mercury teams." Sarva's move arrived just eight days after he was suspended for creating a hostile work environment by using racist speech and inappropriate behavior toward his employees. The 60-year-old feels that cancel culture is unforgiving, which has forced him to make the decision to sell his teams, which he's owned for over two decades. But in our current unforgiving climate, it has become painfully clear that this is no longer possible, that whatever good I have done or could still do is outweighed by things I have said in the past, Sarva shared in a statement. He went on to add that he deeply regrets his remarks. The Suns and the Mercury feel that Sarva selling the teams is in the best interest of everyone. Last week, Sarva was fined $10 million and suspended for a year for using the N-word in front of black players and staff members and berating a staff member in front of others. He claimed females cried too much and continued insulting the woman. Many players, including LeBron James, put pressure on the NBA to remove Sarva as the owner of the teams. PayPal, a son's sponsor, threatened to end the team's sponsorship if Sarva remained in his position. The comments and behavior were uncovered during an investigation that included 320 interviews with current and former employees of Sarva. Emails, text messages, and videos also painted the picture of a racist team owner who demeaned those who worked for him and with him. I would like them to make a correction, though. When they're saying that suspended for a year using the N-word in front of black players, he shouldn't be using it at any point. Not just when he's in front of them. At no point should he be using the N-word. But I know he's not the only one, so let them continue to show themselves and continue to clean house. But I'm going to say this to the black players. Stop using the word too. I was listening to this rapper out of England. He was doing a sit down with some um, Caucasian folks, young people who said that, I think it was a college, they love rap music and they like hearing the use of the N-word and they can't understand why they can't say it. They really don't understand why they can't say it. So he had to break it down to them the reason why they can't use the word and what it means to us. And then he said, but I have to blame the rappers. I have to blame black people that for allowing the executives, the music executives to tell them you can't talk, use certain racial slurs 
when it comes to other races, but you can use it against your own race and I will pay you to do it. And because they're paid to use the N word in their songs, it makes everybody else feel that it's okay to use it. Even those whom it's meant to offend feel it's okay because they have been bought out. I was like, mic drop. And he says he refuses to use it because he refuses to, and he said, don't come to him about we're spinning it into a positive. He says, that's BS. And I agree with him. I agree with him. Celtics coach. This is right pronunciation. Ime Udoka. Udoka facing season-long suspension following improper intimate relationship with a female staffer. Anybody wondering who that is? He is the husband of the beautiful Nia Long. Nia Long, and every time I say her name, that's the first thing that comes to my mind from that song. Who did the song, Nia Long and the Cherry Thong? Who did that song? Anybody remember? Nobody not remember the song? Is me alone know the song? One really hang out for dry today. Okay. Javette, you don't know the song? Probably, but I don't really follow hip hop that much. <laughs> I mean, I'll dance to it when it come on, but I'm not really paying attention to what they're saying. <laughs> okay. So him in the link at the top of the page. Ime. I'm going to call him Ime. Okay. According to reports, a decision on the duration of the suspension could be made, was made on Thursday since the relationship was deemed to be against the organization's rules. Sources say that Udoka has not been ruled out for the entire 2022 to 2023 season, but internal discussions have included scenarios for his exclusion. However, it is also noted that his job is not in jeopardy. Despite the unknown nature of the improper relationship, Udoka is currently engaged, or oh, they're engaged and not married yet, to actress Nia Long, with whom they share a son. The Celtics wow. could suffer if Udoka received a lengthy suspension since they believed they had chosen their coach for the present and the future. According to ESPN, Joe Mazzula, a Celtics assistant, would be a strong candidate to take over as interim coach. Yep. I thought they were married, so I'm glad for the correction there. Nope, just they're just engaged. Now my thing is, what was the reason for his cheating? I'd like to hear what he has to say. We don't know. We could and you know what's gonna happen. Everybody's gonna bash him and everybody's gonna say, well, regardless, whatever it is, you shouldn't have and I agree, he should have stepped away from the relationship if he's not happy. But Udoka, isn't that an African name? Yes, he's Nigerian. He's Nigerian, um, okay. We don't, know the, we don't know the nature of the relationship. And hmm. not saying that um, if the nature of the relationship is not open or whatever, um, you know, not condoning cheating, but I do think the suspension is, is, is a little bit too much. And I don't think it should have been <laughs> public also. Excuse me, sorry. 
I was a, so we don't know the nature of it indeed. And that's why I, I want to be very careful because what if it's in his culture to have someone else, but he is struggling with her culture where it's one man, one woman. Who said she wasn't even okay with it? That part too. But because it has become public and it goes against our ideologies, it's frowned on that he's being punished. But they're saying that, <clears throat> excuse me, see, Donald Trump messed my throat up. Uh, you think we can sue him, um, Javed, having me laughing at him this morning? The craziness. Absolutely. Yeah, we're going to put a lawsuit together for Donald Trump because somebody's going to pay me for my throat. Um, so it was a consensual, intimate relationship with this other woman we don't know if he if Nia Long knew about it we don't know but image right it's in the NBA you're supposed to have one woman that's it create this you know go along with what is required what is expected right so I have some pushback. Yes, go go. Hold on, James. Hold on. Go ahead, Javette, and I'll say something, and then back then to you, James. Go right ahead, Javette. Does intimate have to mean physical? Usually does, but it doesn't have to. We interpret it as being physical, right? But it doesn't have to, does it? Okay, let's jump to the dictionary and see what. The good old dictionary says. Let, let's see. Intimate. Closely acquainted. Familial. Close. Private and personal. Intimate details of his sexual encounters. Confidential. Secret. Innermost. A very close friend. What does it mean when someone is intimate? Intimacy and sex. An intimate sexual relationship involves trust and being vulnerable with each other. Okay. So I think but, we have but been. It, it, it does say it may also be a non-sexual relationship Maybe. involving family, friends, or acquaintances. That too. There we go. But you know how we use it here loosely. I think it may, for them in this story. I think it's um, physical. I want to think it's physical in this situation. Doesn't have to be though, Javette. And I'm glad you raised that point because there are several meanings to words. Several meanings. So um, we don't know the ins and outs of the relationship between himself and Nia Long. So I'm not going to jump up and say, boy, I ain't wicked. I'm not, if that's what you're asking me to do as a woman, I'm not doing it. Sorry. I don't know what discussions they've had on the back end. There are a lot of women in the end. There are a lot of men in the NBA who have more than one woman. The wife knows about it. Trust and believe. The wife knows. I guess the problem here is because she is a um, employee of him, of his. The problem is they work in the NBA together and there should be, what's the word fraternization? There should be none of that. That's the problem. 
And yeah, I honestly I... believe that's what needs to be discussed. It's a work situation. If the man I do him, I do to him. Woman, it's up to them. That's their relationship. The issue is, like, depending on what his position is and what this woman's position is, will it be a conflict of interest for them to do their job? That part. That part, Nastro. Focus on the rules and regulations that are written in the bylaws when it comes to the business of the NBA. Stay out of them bedroom. That part. Go ahead, James. I know you wanted to say something. Yeah, yeah, two so minutes. It's, it's, two minutes, and we gotta keep it moving. Yeah, it's actually it's not an NBA rule. It's um, Boston put that in place, and you know a lot of the teams are getting um, more strict because of. Um, you know, the Me Too movement and, and they see like, you know, like if a relationship, they were explaining it um, yesterday, like if, if a relationship go, goes sour, like and someone is bitter and they could, you know, come out in the media and with all these type of stuff that will bring down the, the organization. So in order to protect themselves, because there have been a lot of relationships in the NBA, um, which um in organization that didn't end well and it came out and it kind of distract people from what um you know the team really is about so they put that in place to protect the team itself and i guess yeah i think one year is a bit is a bit harsh um but yeah you should have you should have known better because they you had to sign you know you had to sign off on it that you know this is what's going to happen if you find yourself in a position like that. So I think, yeah, he has his, his himself to blame, you know, for, for that. And it's, it's unfortunate because he's going to lose like $8 million just for some sex, you know? So not good. We don't know if it's just, call on James. We don't know if it's just for some sex. What if he had a, he has a good relationship with this person? Well, she, she could have, she could have resigned. They know that, they know that she could have stepped Say that, he, but don't just say just for some sex because relationships yeah, she, are more than sex. No, because the thing is, like, this is his first year as, as a head coach, and he's making good money. She is not making anywhere close. So, like, if, if it's something like where they, they were serious, then she could have left, and he could have taken care of her just the same. So, yeah, it's unfortunate, because chances are he, he might not even get to coach a team again. Because mm -hmm. if, 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 this, if this assistant coach go on and they win the championship this year, they're not going to put him back as, as head coach. Right. So, it's a relationship. And that's why I'm pushing back on the just for some sex. They had a relationship or have a relationship. It is a relationship, which means there's more than sex to it, right? Um, now, is the penalty harsh? I think so. I think so. Should he have known better based on what you highlighted that there were documents signed? Yes, he should have. Somebody should have resigned. Let's look at the rules of it, right? Yeah. But as I was saying, I'm not going to jump up and say, ain't wicked for the destiny along and shit. No, I'm not saying it. I'm not saying it. I'm going to tell you why I'm not saying it. A lot of times we're on the outside looking in and we don't know what the heck is going on in people's homes. We don't know if the people there are miserable. We really don't know. A lot of times people are in relationships because they have to be their contractual relationships. And it happens a lot in the celebrity world. 
in those who have great wealth. There are a lot of, in some cultures, people are married because they're forced to be married, but they're not really one there with the person and they end on the side, they have somebody else and both parties know about the outside relationship, but they go along with it to keep the marriage going and they have to keep the facade going, right? Because that's what both families have agreed on. It happens. So until I hear more, me not jump on nobody's side in this. Me go on, listen and see what go on. But do I think the penalty is hard? It's not as though he was molesting workers or um, being inappropriate with workers. This is a consenting relationship. And that's where I draw the line. If it were him doing racial slurs or what the one who going to the massage parlor and uh, that, no, mm -mm, not that. But this is a consensual relationship. Two consent, consenting adults who found something of interest in each other. I'm sorry. That's me. That's me. Don't. That's me. <laughs> but I agree. He should have handled the business. Now I'm wondering, handle the business differently. Let me complete my sentence. But I'm wondering, who let the cat out the bag? Did somebody catch wind of it? And out of jealousy said something blew the whistle as as james said earlier if if um the assistant coach win um the championship this guy's not coming we have to look deeper sometime because the punishment is really too harsh so sometimes you have to wonder and i hear people talk about it this morning and on the talk shows that they're wondering if they really want to replace this guy that's why they came out with the story and that someone in Boston Celtics came out with the story, put the story out there. And um, this guy actually put together this um, Celtics team and, you know, and they was just going into it and said that, um, yeah, that they agree that he should get punished, but the punishment is too harsh. And they're wondering if really and truly they want to push him out. Probably. And we have to think about it like that also. We have to look deeper sometimes. Mm -hmm. you know? I'm saying that's the issue. That's what's going on, but it that's, could be. That's a possible angle, Dre. It is a possible angle. Yeah, and, and Boston Boston is, the, the, the organization is getting a flag for putting out the information too. Because what, what's been happening from the information came out is that people are putting up James? Sorry, that, oh, yeah, okay. sorry, is that people are putting up um women naming the organization on, on Instagram and and saying that you know that person is the one is the one. So apparently like a, a a young lady that's married and everything, like her name was being like dragged in the mud on social media that she's the one. So you know Boston the organization is coming on the flat because they say like a lot of women work in the organization so just to put out and just to put it out there without a name or anything like that then people there's going to be a lot of speculation and a lot of women are going to be drugged and that's what's happening now oh, well so you got to be careful what you open when you open them opening up them can of worms right um <laughs> yes nastra don't blank where you eat and we always have to know that we're being looked at and watched more than others and that's a fact javed you're so true we have to be prim and proper Right? Yeah. Time for Caribbean Corner.
first up first story courtesy of caribbeannews.com tropical depression nine forms over the central caribbean sea all eyes in the caribbean are now monitoring the tropical depression nine which is expected to approach jamaica and the cayman islands as an intensifying tropical storm according to the u.s national hurricane center at 5 a.m the center of tropical depression nine was located near latitude 13.9 north longitude 68.6 west the depression is moving toward the west northwest near 13 miles per hour a turn more westward is forecast of the next day or so followed by a turn back to the west northwest and northwest by this weekend maximum sustained winds are near 35 miles per hour with higher gusts only slow intensification is forecast of the next day or so followed by more significant intensification over the weekend and early next weekend. It is expected to produce rainfall in Aruba, Bonaire, and Curaçao, northern Venezuela, northern Colombia, Jamaica, Cayman Islands, southern Haiti, southern Dominican Republic as well. So just got to be careful. All right. Hope everyone stays safe. Seven migrants arrive in East End, and this is out of the Cayman Islands. The Cayman Islands Customs and Border Control Service, CBC, confirms that a vessel with six male migrants and one female migrant arrived in East End off Moritz Tortuga Club at approximately 2.30 a.m. on Wednesday. Excuse me, the vessel was headed to Honduras before experiencing engine trouble. The seven migrants have disembarked the vessel and are now being processed in accordance with CBC's established protocols. Honduras, so I think they're heading there so that they can make the way up to the Mexican border. This story also courtesy of loopnews.com. Uh, odor led to discovery of three Jamaicans killed in New York apartment. The main suspect in a triple homicide, including Jamaicans in New York in the U.S., was arraigned before the Queen's Supreme Court on murder charges on Monday. The brutal triple murder case occurred in a South Jamaica residence in June of this year, and if you remember, we highlighted it. The accused 29-year-old Travis Blake was indicted by a grand jury on murder charges and other crimes in the alleged killing of his girlfriend and her family. He was arraigned on a six-count indictment, charging him with murder in the first degree, three counts of murder in the second degree, and two counts of criminal possession of a weapon, according to Queen's District Attorney Melinda Katz. According to the indictment, during the early morning hours of June 24, police from the 113th Precinct in Jamaica in Queens, New York, U.S., responded to a 911 call at the defendant's residence and found three victims inside the home. 55-year-old Carlene Bennett, her 36-year-old son Dervon Brightsley, and her 22-year-old niece Vashana Malcolm. All three of them had been dead for approximately two days. Malcolm, a nursing student at the University of Technology Jamaica, had only been in the States for 10 days visiting family on summer break from school. Blake is believed to have been Barnett's boyfriend. Barnett's son, Brightsley, was a security guard in Times Square. According to the charges, video surveillance footage showing the entry points of the house on June 22 depicted Blake in the backyard at around 2.50 a.m., apparently bleeding from a hand injury and using a hammer to drive a nail into a beam of wood. The defendant then entered the house where the victim, Brightsley, had previously entered approximately 30 minutes earlier. 
Hours later, at around 7.30 p.m., Barnett entered the residence and never exited again. According to the charges on June 24, a witness who also lives in the residence noticed an odor from Malcolm's bedroom and discovered her body after opening the door. This is so sad. <sighs> was that necessary? No, it was not. Not at all. In stories out of Latin America, Biden says he's vowing not to walk away from the storm struck Puerto Rico. So I hope he's able to help them restore as quickly as possible. Also out of Latin America, flights to Cuba from the U.S. are set to resume. So we're opening up the channels of transportation. So United Airlines is working to restart flights that were suspended in March of 2020 due to the pandemic. The airline says it's been trying to relaunch service for months, asking the Department of Transportation for a waiver for 30 more days. Before the pandemic, United flew seven flights a week to Havana from Houston, Texas, and Newark, New Jersey. So that's good to know. Nicaragua takes CNN in Español, their signal off the air. Brats! But I'm sending Jamaican out right down just like that. They took them off. They were not. I don't know. Let's see what happened there. The government of Nicaragua abruptly took CNN and Español off the air this week, shortly after 10 p.m. local time on Wednesday. And it has not explained why it removed CNN's Spanish language service and did not respond to CNN's request for comment. The cable operators carrying CNN and Español in the country also did not comment. 25 years they've been there and they've been yanked. Well, I'm sure that story is going to unfold and I'm looking forward to hear what happened. All right. Believe it or not, stories. Did anyone see this one? I need to pin this one at the top because I need y'all thoughts on this one. QMZ and Jano Radio, I will soon let you know what exactly I'm talking about. Not sure. If you're on um, social media, I'm sure many of you have seen it swirling around by now. Okay, so a Canadian school defends a trans teacher with very large breast implants. Critics call the teacher's appearance sexist. A Canadian school is standing behind a transgender teacher who gained attention online from her enormous breast implants. A video showing a transgender gender teacher with the very large breast implants went viral this week and it is raising attention from concerned folks who calls the teacher's appearance clownish and sexist. In the video, the trans woman can be seen wearing a short, tight-fitted skirt and pink form-fitting shirt. The video was uploaded by one of the students seemingly while the teacher was instructing the class. It's clownish, said Sunira an employment lawyer at WorkleyLaw.com in an interview with the Toronto Sun. It seems sexist to me because of the exaggerated nature of those breasts with nipples protruding. I think a lot of young women at the school would not just feel comfortable. They'd feel mocked. What are your thoughts? I don't know what to say. Anybody saw it? Yes, I sent it to you. I sent it to you the other day. Back oh, ooh, that was a yeah, story. Okay. Um, <laughs> I forgot. I'm so sorry, James. My apologies. Yeah, yeah it's 
And, you know, when we talk about, um, you know, equal rights and, and stuff like that, and, you know, the, the whole fight going on in America and, and stuff, as I said, Canada is always one step ahead in, 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 in terms of LGBTQ movement and lifestyle. And this, this is not... This is this is this is not it. Like for someone like the size is like a woman is not going to put on a size that that's just the type of size that's going to break your back. If you if you look at the picture carefully or or the video, it's the size that's going to break your back and it's very sexual because you can see in the video you can see it's almost like no bra and stuff like that and teaching kids and. The reason why it's not resting well with a lot of people because like women like five years ago or so like you, you you have women like black women like teachers or students who are told that they can't wear their hair a certain way or women um teachers um from the muslim their community they have a problem with them wearing wearing their their their, their religious head wrap in schools and the media a lot of people didn't come out and, and support them and just to see people supporting this and saying like oh like you know the teacher have a right to do this and have a right to do that and the school is sticking with and and the, the same school that that weren't sticking with black teachers for for for, for wearing their their natural hair or they are teachers there are teachers that have like, especially, you know, like sometimes, you know, some women have some, you know, naturally curves. big, sexy body, curves and stuff like that. And everything they put on is a problem. They didn't do any work. They didn't go anywhere to do any work on their body. That's their body. And that, that has been a problem too. So to see someone go, it's almost like this person trying to, to gaslight because I honestly don't think that this person really go out and do a size like that because, okay, this is my right and I want to do that. It just seemed like almost like gaslighting, like some type of protest we're going to show how powerful we are because, as I said, women that born with size like that are looking for reduction. That has, that's some, something that will break your back. So right. I don't know. Like I'm watching to see what's going to happen. All right, thank you, James. Go ahead, Javette. Oh Lord. So <laughs> some of us have the ends of our breasts that unfortunately stay defined like that. Right. I am unfortunate to be one of those women, right. but I've always wore a bra that does not show that because I feel that those areas are very um, disrupting or what's the word? Distracting. You, distracting. Yes. Yes. I and and my things aren't even as big as that. Um so I understand what James is saying mm -hmm. about the size. 
I know women that have breasts that size. Naturally. Naturally. <laughs> naturally. Yeah. Mm -hmm. So if this person wanted them that size, I can't say yay or nay. They're going to figure out what happens from it. Right. But the the ends i don't i don't know if you can say the word that i'm trying the, to ignore the nipples i mean can you say that yes they're so nipples. The nipples it's a part of the human anatomy very, yeah. the nipples are very distracting and even if you had a small breast they would be distracting regardless so that, that regardless exactly um, yeah that that's what i have an issue with the yeah. person looks absolutely lopsided <laughs> she looked like she may get caught in the saw the, <laughs> she's holding a saw An equipment yeah right but if she wants to walk around looking like that oh well but she needs to change her bra this put on a bra because she's not wearing a bra clearly um, so then she needs some nipple guards something or to put on a bra she yes. needs something okay so I am going to agree with you there, Javed, and I have to agree with some of what James said. There are women who are born and are naturally well endowed and they have no control over that. Yes, there are many I know who have done breast reductions because it does put a strain on your back. Now, someone wanting to get implants, it's their business, the size they want to have. However, the school... I'm sure has a dress code for children so too they should have one for the staff it is inappropriate it is grossly inappropriate to be in a classroom in these thin because the, the material has stretched so it has thinned out that you can see the woman's breasts and clearly see the areola and the nipples protruding grossly inappropriate now if there is no brazier that can fit the, the the breast the breasts please put something to cover yourself that would be my recommendation you wanted them that big well you're gonna have to understand the dress code that you have to abide by in the school so they're not a distraction some men love it. Some men actually love breasts that size. They will tell you they don't need a pillow. They have a natural built-in pillow. There are women who on sites are making a killing off of having their boobs that size. Right? But there's a time and place for everything. And what the school board should be doing is saying that while we stand by to protect gender rights and equality, we, however, are going to see to it that said teacher dresses in a more appropriate fashion you, you know yeah. you know what sorry you know what someone from the community said um because um the the nipple was was pointed out um when when you know the story came out and someone from the community and that's and that's what i don't like i believe that if you're from a community you can't be right 100% of the time. And you should be able to come out and, and when something is wrong, say something is wrong. This person came out and was saying that um, we should get to a point. Her ex excuse was like, we should get to a point where we teach young boys 
these are young boys in, in school because someone was saying that it's inappropriate. There are young kids, young boys, particular in the class. And this person went ahead to say, like, we need to get to the point where we teach young boys that, you know, if they see women a certain way, you know, dress a certain way, they need to, like, respect them and, and they need to get a check of themselves and stuff like that. And I'm saying these are young kids in class, you know, young boys. And, you know, instead of coming out and say, okay, that's inappropriate, you're going to say, like, no, this teacher can come nipples out or whatever, and the young boys just have to stay, keep themselves in check. All right. Which, James, you know, I have to take another fun. comment because I do have two more um, articles and time is going on. I'm so sorry to have to cut you short there. Someone else is going to say something? No, you can go ahead. Okay. All right. So sorry, James, but I do have a couple more articles and it's 11.52 on me already. Sorry about that. Um, but it is concerning. So they need to have a conversation with the teacher about dress code. A passenger arrested after seen punching a flight attendant. The story, courtesy of the Associated Press out of Fort Worth, Texas. Dre, your mic is open. Sorry. A man who was apparently caught on video slugging a flight attendant in the back of the head during an American Airlines, an American Airlines flight was arrested after the plane landed in Los Angeles. Authorities charged Alexander Tung Lee on Thursday with interfering with a flight crew. He faces up to 20 years in prison if convicted. The incident happened Wednesday on a flight from San Jose del Cabo in Mexico to Los Angeles International Airport. Video posted by another passenger showed a man running up behind a male flight attendant and punching him as the crew member walked in the other direction. According to an FBI agent's affidavit shortly after takeoff, Lee grabbed another flight attendant by the shoulder and asked for coffee. He was told to wait. When Lee moved from the back of the plane to an open seat near the first class cabin, the male flight attendant asked him to return to his assigned seat. Instead, Lee stood in a two-fisted fighting stance and swung an arm at the crew member but missed, according to the affidavit. The flight attendant was on his way to report the incident to the pilot when he was struck in the back of the head. Several passengers apprehended Lee and cuffed his hands and legs with restraints provided by a different flight attendant, according to the FBI agent. The, F the injured flight attendant, who spent the rest of the flight with an ice bag on his head, was taken to a hospital oh boy i'm telling you these guys are not so friendly a man was killed in dispute over not saying thank you at a brooklyn smoke shop this is according to an eyewitness report story courtesy of wabc so an apparent argument over not saying thank you for opening the door for brooklyn smoke shop ended with a 37-year-old man fatally stabbed late Tuesday. It happened around 10.20 p.m. at Park Slope Convenience on 4th Avenue in Park Slope. It was just about not saying thank you for opening the door for him. Wow. Al-Saidi, who is an employee, said the victim opened the door for the suspect and then asked, why don't you say thank you for opening the door? The suspect responded, I didn't tell you to open the door for me. <laughs> A verbal dispute quickly escalated to a physical altercation that spilled outside the store. And the victim is said to have taunted the suspect, telling him, stab me if you can do it. 
the suspect grabbed a knife from his bicycle and stabbed the victim in the abdomen and neck. Oh boy, is it really that serious? I know it's annoying. I hate it when I hold the door for someone and they don't say thank you. I'm not going to lie. I'm not going to lie. I wish I could slam the door right back in their face. Not going to lie. Because Mr. Them Nana Manners, Them Nana brought up. But really and truly, did they ask me to hold the door open for them? No. I was extending common courtesy. I'm trying to be a decent citizen, not remembering that not everybody's decent. So really and truly, you can't. Them no want to the thanks. That's on them. You continue to do the good that you do. All them want the door slam them in them face and them them not so thanks. <laughs> Sorry. But yeah, that's how it is. In entertainment news, let's see if we can squeeze this one in. So, before we get off air, oh my gosh, Vivica Fox has come to the front of the line. Vivica A. Fox addresses the rumors about 50 Cent's package, saying that he had no surgery. He didn't have to get an enhancement. He is good. Yes, sir. She made that statement on this week's episode of Cocktails with Queens. During the show, Fox had no problem calling out the med spa owner, Angela Cogan, for lying on 50 Cent. Angela, you lying, Fox said with a smile. That's all I'm going to say. If that's one thing I know that's true, he didn't have to get any enhancement. He's good. <laughs> Vivica stepping up for her ex-man. That's right, Vivica. Let the world know. Go ahead, Javette. I said whatever. <laughs> well. <laughs> no, but she needs to just stop comments on the relationship that ended like years ago. Period. Really and truly. Period. Period. All right, so here's another one I can squeeze in real quick. Nelly says he is the reason for the price increase of Nike Air Force Ones. And he said they got no residuals. And I, I believe him. A lot of rappers are responsible for the success of many brands. Now, my message to rappers going forward is that if you are going to mention, or any artist, if you're going to mention a brand in your song, make sure you ink a deal with them. Understand your position. Make sure you have leverage. You know what I mean? Make sure, say, you are... You're a relevant artist. If you're just a come up and nobody don't know you, okay, take a chance. But if you are a relevant artist and you've made your name, before you mention any brand in your song, put pen to paper. You have to monetize yourself as best as possible because they go make the killing off of you. Take them out turn and say, hey, let me get you a check because you helped blow us up. Hold on a second. Don't go anywhere. We're just going to wrap up the on-air um, <laughs> stream. I'll be right back. Welcome to Atlanta, jacking hammers and bows. Back to the mackin' and jacking the clothes. Adolescents packing a foe. A knock on the door. Who is it? I would happen to know the one with the flow. Who did it? It was me, I suppose. JD in the rolls and looters in the cut supreme. Skating down old Nat. 
tucked and lean. I split your spleen. As a matter of fact, I split your team. No blood on the sneaks. Gotta keep it so my kicks is clean. I get the cream. Cops see me flick my beams. I'm allergic to doc prescribed antihistamines. Oink, oink, pig, pig. Do away with the pork. Only silver I need a steak knife and a fork. Did you forget your manners? I'm Bruce with banners. Ludacris, Johnny Rockets when I shoot the cannon. The woolly mammoth saber tooth. Bite your tongue, I won't stop until I'm rich as the whites will come. I'm pull up in a black lotus, your plaques are bogus. So I stripped them off the wall, waiting for my cue to corner pocket eight ball. You racking Thank you to all the listeners who logged on to the quality music zone, QMZRadio.com. And thank you to everyone who logged on to JohnOradio.com. And of course, I want to give a big thank you to everyone here with me on Clubhouse, where the conversation happens, of course, after this. It's the after party. It's the after show. So if you want to join in, if you don't have the club Clubhouse app, go ahead, download it, and join us for that part. You are listening to Coffee and Toe, World News on the Go, every Monday through Friday, 9 a.m. to 12 p.m. Eastern, where I read the news and we share our views. Always great conversation. Love the shared views, the varying opinions, and the interesting perspectives. Remember, you can find me on Twitter at me media moments on Instagram, moments underscore with underscore me underscore media, and also on TikTok at moments with me media. The me and everything is M I. Remember, for quality music while you work or play to get you through your day, log on to the quality music zone. Q mzradio.com and you can take us on the go j-a-h-k-n-o jano radio the app is available in your google and apple stores all right so download that app take care of yourselves everyone on qmz and jano radio this is moments with me signing out to Atlanta where the players play and we ride on them things like every day big beats hit the streets see gangsters roaming and parties don't stop till 8 in the morning welcome to Atlanta where the players play and we ride on them things like every day big beats hit the streets see gangsters roaming and parties don't stop till 8 in the morning welcome to Atlanta where the players play and we ride on them things like every day big beats hit the streets see gangsters roaming and parties don't stop till 8 in the morning Welcome to Atlanta where the players play And we ride on them things like every day Big beats hit streets, see gangsters roaming And parties don't stop till 8 in the morning All right, thank you so much, Clubhouse